Hey, what's up, guys? It's Skeletoni here. Uh, before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know, uh, as you may have noticed or seen on Facebook or whatever, uh, we had some trouble getting this episode out. Uh, that's why it's coming out a little late. Um, our computer that we use uh, went, went tits up and we had to replace the hard drive. It was just a big mess. Um, we got everything replaced, but in recovering the episode, we discovered that there were some spots that were blank like there was just no audio there uh so if you notice some choppiness that's why but we're just glad that we got anything recovered at all so um one of the parts that got cut out was us thanking our patreon patrons uh i think some of it's there but the rest of it thank you max zaleski who was on the show as you'll find out uh skeptical crypto and kevin nesgoda we really appreciate your support guys if you want to uh, join the club and become one of our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash graveflatpodcast. You can join for as little as a dollar and get exclusive access to Patreon Patreon patron-only content. Um, and uh, that's it. So I hope you guys enjoy the show, despite the fact that it's a little, little messed up. But um, we'll be back again with our next episode, hopefully on time. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the show. This is uh, just a, a, a backdoor invitation for you to leave the show and for Max to take over in your place. Tony likes backdoor invitations. I was working on backdoor last night at the wrestling show, so. I don't know what that means. Is that a, it means is butt that stuff. a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a guy named Eddie Van Glam, and his thing is he's the king of thong style. <laughs> and he wears thongs and wins. Amazing. But last night, he got his thong power stolen by a guy with a butt tube. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This is episode 81. This is 81. Vendetta. Yep, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> we're going with that. <laughs> because in this episode, Taylor and I picked two movies that we know the other one hates. And uh, we're going to make that person ex- like do the, the, the run-through of the movie. So this should be fun. Oh, is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah. You didn't know that? No. All right. You're going to talk about the one you hate. I'm going to talk about the one I hate. I also think that because we have we have a third party special guest referee here with us today. Yeah. Serving as the tiebreaker, his third time on the show, it's Max Zaleski. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? Uh, not too bad. Well, something embarrassing, and then we can put it on Patreon. I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> I do enough embarrassing things without doing it on purpose. I mean, you're on the show with Taylor. Right, so. yeah. This is a low point in my career. So, so no, we're not doing that? <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. 
You got about you got about two hours. It kind of depends on what it is. You don't have, you don't get to know beforehand. That's no fun. No. All right. Somebody's <laughs> getting a BJ. <laughs> um, but uh, how you doing, Max? What's new? Uh, well, I'm living the life, doing the wrestling thing. Uh, you can call me by my ring name, which is Max Health. That's supposed to be like a gag, right? I mean, not not. I don't <laughs> no mean, offense. I don't mean to offend you. <laughs> I'm I'm just uh, going out there and and hoping to make the world a better place, one jumping jack at a time. All right. So is is it like a fitness guru kind of gimmick or? So it's not fitness because we've got a Mister Fitness. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Johnson. He is amazing. That's a good name. Uh, well, I mean, not everybody's perfect. Uh, but uh, no, I'm 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 just I'm just a healthy guy, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you all what what you can do with hard work. And a couple of dick sandwiches. Dick sandwiches. Dicks sandwiches. Oh. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I I don't <laughs> want to eat a dick sandwich. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. <laughs> but that's the embarrassing thing you're going to have to do oh, after shit. this. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, you're you're coming off uh, a leg injury. Um, and, or no, was that what it was? I'm sorry. My memories. Yeah. Yeah. Hazy. So a couple, uh, in August I popped my, uh, almost popped my calf off my, like the calf muscle off my, off my bone <sighs> and it was the coolest sound I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really cool. In hindsight. In hindsight. <laughs> yeah. It sucked for about a week, week and a half. But after that, um, I got a second opinion on a couple of other lingering issues that I've been having, and my doctor was like, "Yeah, you're you're good to go." So since uh, Jan- since beginning of February, I've been training down at three to one battle uh, here in Seattle, and he went do- to one of those weed doctors. <laughs> They're like, "Sometimes I get headaches. Oh, you should smoke weed." <laughs> Sometimes I get nervous on airplanes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Doctor Nick Rivera. Yeah, <laughs> hello everybody. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I've been, and and uh, we're we do shows every every other week at Evolve Fitness in downtown. Come okay, come on down, and we we show you a good time, especially at the back door. <laughs> oh, right on. There's butt tubes, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> butt tubes. <laughs> um, so. I guess before we start the show officially, hand job later. Um, skeptical crypto and Kevin Nesgoda, and you know, and to go crypto. You know, if you want your stickers, you just have to fly here from England, right? <laughs> Come and get them your damn self. Um, yeah. So thanks, guys. Uh, if any of you out there would like to become patrons and help us out uh, with the bills that we need to pay to keep this show going, um, it would be much appreciated. Taylor, where can they go? patreon.com slash graveplot podcast um i've recently been told that the one dollar level is not working i don't know if that's a fact or not um if anyone else has this issue please contact me or you know try to pledge a dollar or give more money yeah <laughs> yeah just just go and rush to patreon and and give them all of your money yeah max i mean is it worth it is your five five dollars Five dollars a month. It's worth it. I get to see these two doofuses every every other week. Yeah, and he gets uh, exclusive video reviews. One we're gonna have a new one coming out later this week. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um. Plus, you're gonna get a chance to pick one of our movies in an upcoming Patreon picks episode. Right. Yeah, and uh, if you guys didn't see 
on uh, our social networks, we're trying to get to was a total of five yeah. patrons by the end of the month. Yeah, we're at four right now. Okay, so we just need one more, guys, and um, we're going to give away some stuff. Yeah, we're not sure exactly what yet, but it'll be some stuff. Swag. Hand yeah. jobs. From Tony. Yep. Dick sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my hand in a bowl of lotion for a week. It's going to be real good. <laughs> that's your lo- that's your loving hand, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the one I saved for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we get too deep into the thing, I, uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy TJ, who just had surgery this morning. Um, he was recently diagnosed with colon cancer. But luckily, it sounds like they were able to get all of it. Uh, they did have to remove more of his colon than expected. Um, but it sounds like everything went well. Uh, we're supposed to hear more info later this week. But I just wanted to, to let TJ know that we're all thinking about him. Uh, we're all rooting for him. Uh, we know that he's he's strong. And uh, we we believe in you, TJ. So good luck. Yeah, I mean, I've never never met you, man. But I'm hoping for the best for you because uh, it's it's a scary thing. And remember, guys, hashtag fuck cancer. No shit. Uh, I mean, like, when you told me about that, it was like like a heart-stopping moment for me because I haven't told you, even you, about this yet. But um, last week, I had a bit of a scare. Oh? Yeah. um, I was showering and, you know, cleaning my sack and found a lump. Um, and it was a very serious, panicky day for me. Um, went into the doctor that day, um, and he checked me out and, um, he, you know, he did the best to reassure me. He's like, you know, there are a a bunch of different things that it could be. Most of them are nothing to worry about, but let's just be safe. Let's get you scheduled for an ultrasound. And just check it out. So that was on Friday. The soonest I can get in for an ultrasound was Monday. So I had to sit with this the whole weekend. over a weekend. Oh, jeez. Um, and then uh, and your vas deferens, which is like the tube that goes out to the end of your you know, through your prostate out to the end of your dick. Um, and then there's like a little sack that kind of sits on top of the testicle. And I'm not sure exactly. I'm not, I'm not totally clear on its purpose. <laughs> I guess I should be at this point. It's the but, sperm hut. But basically, a cyst can form <clears throat> there. It's usually due to some kind of injury, which, you know, what guy hasn't been hitting the nuts? <laughs> at least if a few my times fucking dog steps on my nuts like every other day, <laughs> I swear to God. You have um, to pay for that usually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he said it's, it's a very common thing. Um, it's nothing to worry about. Even more concerning if you don't get him checked out. Um, and find out exactly what they are. But he says, unless it gets to a, if it grows to a size where it's like uncomfortable or painful for you, in which case they can either drain it or actually remove it, but they have a tendency to come back. So a lot of times it's not even worth it. But anyway, so yeah, I found out I'm, I'm okay, but it was a long weekend. I bet. Um, and so, yeah, when you told me about TJ, that was just like a, kicking the nuts really it's like god damn it because you know i've also have been having some digestive problems which could be due to some medication i'm taking i'm not really sure but so when you 
especially when you told me it was colon cancer on top of, you know, just recently, like I told you, reading an article saying that people in the millennial age bracket, like the cases of colorectal cancer are going through the roof. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So it's, it's really, it's really something. I mean, it's, I mean, it was his lymph nodes or to his lungs. So, um, they, they caught it early, which is good. Um, you know, shout out to the doctors at the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, for sure. Which is funny because it's UOP. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> cancer is a scary thing. So. Cancer fucking sucks. Yeah. I fucking hate it. It needs to just stop. Just Nobody likes you. Go away. Um. Yeah, I mean, just the best recommendation that I can give as somebody who has recently had a scare is just check yourself. And if you sense a problem, don't be afraid because I'm a fucking hypochondriac. So I constantly think I'm sick. I have to try and use part of my brain to talk myself off the ledge a lot of time. But if you're scared, get yourself checked out. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, early detection is key. I mean, yeah. They, they, Everybody tells you that. So that shit spreads. Yeah. But yeah, glad glad he's doing okay. Yeah. Um on a lighter note, have you heard about this get out challenge? No. You remember the scene in Get Out where the guy runs when he's filming you and you run right at them and then turn at the last second. So it's a game of chicken. What's the challenge? I did see one guy doing it in a toy store, <laughs> and he just went to turn and just completely wiped out. He biffed it. <laughs> he, he biffed it? And he just, like, ran right into the shelf. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, I could see, like, the challenge maybe being, like, <clears throat> see how close you can get to someone before you cut off. Right. But, like, to be the cameraman in that instance, you'd have to be an idiot. Yeah, I feel like the cameraman is, has his own challenge. Yeah. <laughs> the, the challenge is of the cameraman. Yeah. I'd like punch somebody running at me. I just, ah! <laughs> so this is like the new planking that's going to be in and out in a week? Yeah, probably. Let's hope so, because these challenges, they're just stupid. They they go on forever. I mean, they're the ones that you know, benefited charity in some way. I'm not, yeah. really, I'm not entirely sure how. Well, it was always, I mean, like at least with the Ice Bucket Challenge, it was like if you didn't do it, you were supposed to pledge to charity. Right. Which nobody did. But so many people did it. Yeah. Like celebrities. Bill yeah. Gates did it. And... So did they not donate? No. Well, no. So so they, they did it and then they... I mean, if you're Bill Gates, obviously you're going to donate, but uh, they, it's more, that one is more for uh, high profile celebrities are, are more for like awareness and everything. So when it got popular, everybody started thinking about it and the ALS, um, the, the main fund did see, did see an uptick in, in, in uh, funds. So was that the angel fund? I have no idea. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just when that first got introduced, my understanding of it was that you either donated money or you dumped ice water on yourself. Like, yeah, the ice water was a way to get out of donating money, and yeah. So <clears> when I'm seeing like so many, so many people and so many celebrities, you're just like, you have the money. Yeah, it's like I think not... mo most of the celebrities did both. <clears throat> I, I'd have to assume so. Otherwise, they just like they, they publicly look like assholes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a I'm a sucker because I did both. <laughs> God damn it! If I could have just poured water on myself and didn't have to pay any money, 
jokes, all jokes. <laughs> was, um, I think it was Patrick Stewart. He was like his video. He was sitting there in a chair, had an ice bucket right next to him. He, uh, I think, he, like he reaches inside, pulls an ice cube out, drops it into a glass, and then starts writing a check. <laughs> classy, very classy. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. Russell Wilson did it on the top of the Space Needle. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, speaking of Patrick Stewart, I mean, this is not on our schedule, The dog, but... right? Hmm? The dog? The dog? With Patrick Stewart? Are you going to talk about his dog? No. Oh, I'm going to talk about Logan. What oh. happened to his dog? He's fostering a pit bull dog, and it is his videos with it are so cute. <laughs> you should probably like stop reading this pod or watching this podcast. No, no. And... <laughs> And go watch those videos. No, no, listen to the podcast. They can come it's, back. It's real good. But the video will be there it's too. Like a minute long. <sighs> He's so cute. The the dog and Patrick Stewart. Right. Yeah. He... <laughs> so what about Logan? Oh, it's just it's really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I went to go see it over the weekend, um, and my I I told my dad about my <clears throat> trying Friday, and so. He's like, yeah, you want to go see Logan this weekend? Just try to get your mind off things. I'm like, yeah, I could probably use that. So we went and saw it. And the movie's really good. It didn't help with getting my mind off of things because it's about death. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was not helpful in that aspect. Um, but no, really good movie. Really very well done. I think it was probably the best X-Men movie. Um, it's very... Very much different than even the other Wolverine movies. Um, was this the first R-rated Wolverine movie, or was the Wolverine was okay? And I th- actually I think X Men Origins may have been too. Okay, because <clears throat> we were gonna go see Logan over the weekend, and we went and saw Lego Batman, which was incredible. It's really good too. <laughs> it's really good. It's like the best portrayal of Joker since yeah Heath Ledger. Right. Fuck Jared Leto. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But it's all just gay propaganda. That that's the new thing that the like right wingers are throwing out. Is Lego Batman is all gay propaganda. Oh, they're gonna hate Beauty and the Beast. Oh, the the there's a theater in Alabama that's already banned it. Yeah. Okay, so the three people who are gonna go see it in Alabama are not gonna see it in <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. All the sister wives. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that people have been like so. You have a problem with a gay character in a movie about a woman fucking a bear. Because <laughs> that's natural. Well, did, did you see the statement from this theater? Yeah. It was like, if we wouldn't let our 11-year-old kid watch it, why would we allow it to be in our theater or something like that? Well, it's just like, if I can't show something and you know be of good conscience with God or something to that effect, then I have no business showing a movie. Like, motherfucker, didn't you show Freddy vs. Jason 10 years ago? <laughs> it's like, what? the fuck are you talking about it's like it's a fucking disney movie and i mean the character that i I can't remember the character's name but the character josh gad's playing at least from what i remember from the original beauty and the beast very minor role so the fact that he's gay almost he's gaston's like helper yeah yeah um the fact that he's his sexuality is i think is kind of inconsequential so whether he's gay, straight, it really, I don't think it. It's not like he's matters. like chasing Gaston around in a gimp mask, jerking <laughs> off to him or something. Like, I will, I I will hundred percent 
go out on on a limb and say that that the reason why they decided to put it out as you know hey by the way this is going to be a gay character was to drum up business for it even though it didn't need any help with it it's possible everybody was going to go see this movie regardless of it but now it's got a pretty kick-ass cast yeah yeah i mean like i i'm not big on these live action adaptations but that actually looks kind of good <laughs> yeah I'm... i i am fully on board with the live action lion king though fucking donald glover's playing simba really yeah now this isn't like a broadway type thing where there's people playing animals right? no it's it'll be like the jungle book okay so it'll be mostly cgi but there are no anim- there are no human characters I guess there's not is there so it'll be all cgi animals so it'll basically so it'll be, be a cartoon. So it's not live action, Taylor. It's more live action than the first one. Well, don't get don't get on his case. It's fucking. Yeah, Disney. I'm not making this thing. <laughs> Fuck. They are making a live action Aladdin. Are they? Yeah, which I think is not <clears throat> wise because they're not going to have Robin Williams playing the genie, and that was the reason why the genie was such a great character. That's really the only reason to watch Aladdin is that yeah. Genie was the, the character. Oh yeah, Aladdin is by far and away my favorite Disney movie, um, and it's all because of the genie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Same here. Uh, I like Return of Jafar for the same reason. I don't think Robin Williams played Genie in that one. No, it was um, it was Homer Simpson, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Well, maybe I did. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the Genie character. Is really made funny. that movie, yeah, and you know you got two funny guys playing him, Castellaneta. He's a fucking riot. Yeah, um, great voice actor. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Logan, really good guys. Is there nudity in it? Uh you know it says like it, the rating box where it tells you why it's rated a certain way. You know, violence, action. I think it actually does say brief nudity, but I can't remember any. It's it's Hughes huge Jack Jackman, <laughs> right? I think that I think I would have remembered that, but you know maybe I'm wrong. That also has adamantium. In it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I when I saw that, I kind of assumed that yeah, it would probably be like Hugh Jackman's ass or something, but I don't remember even that happening. Plus, he's a fucking senior citizen in that so so don't nobody want to see that yeah it's old balls <laughs> <laughs> i was telling you that like it was, the way they aged him was incredible um and i i, th- I have to assume at least like 99 percent of it was all like practical makeup but <clears throat> yeah there was a couple of uh like behind behind the scenes videos of of him getting the makeup put on and it he looked like absolute fucking hell yeah and there's no way you could cgi that that well mm-hmm. and have it be you know consistent right so yeah i mean they just they made his a his skin look really weathered and um i mean he's got scars on his face because like his i i don't think it's a spoiler to say the thing that he's um his healing factor has really diminished like it's not doing its work very well at all anymore and so the adamantium in his bones is poisoning him. So he's basically slowly dying. <laughs> um, it's a shitty way to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's he started to age. Um, he's got, like I said, scars on his face. His skin's really 
like splotchy and just he looks like an old man it's it's incredible because when you see it you think oh man yeah Hugh Jackman's really aged but then you see him out of makeup you know doing press for this really good makeup so well the reason I asked about nudity is because I recently read this article about nudity and horror and I was trying to make a segue (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it basically talked about how like it's not really a thing as much anymore you know more kind of on the independent circuit Mm -hmm. the 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 major studios don't really do it as much as they used to um you know it ran down the whole history of nudity and horror and obviously mostly being female you always got the boobs in the movie boobs blood and guts i was gonna say boobs boobs blood and booze but that's not really a super common no sometimes regardless um this article kind of like made it seem mean it basically was like anytime they show boobs it's just you know the patriarchy yeah it it was just i was just like no like most of the time it's within the context of a scene it's a sex scene or a shower scene and you you know sure you could probably rewrite that scene to not take place in a shower or whatever yeah but it's always in the context of a scene except of course in you know like muck which is a garbage movie yeah and actually reference that in the in the article saying that like um were the descriptors that it, it seemed um you know infantile and uh misogynistic um and uh and, and, and crude and it's like infantile and misogynistic uh, or maybe those weren't the words i'm, I'm trying to yeah, i don't remember exactly what it was either well so <clears throat> my understanding of like the the it it showed more of that because it was trying to get more of a reaction and because it was more of a taboo back then is that yeah is that correct i would i would think so yeah so i i I would feel that because cinema um especially the way that that horror films have been filmed in the last 20 years has expanded so well and and to a much broader audience that they don't need to have that kind of hook that kind of like oh man you're gonna go see some titties tonight like that back then you couldn't go on the internet and find that now you can true like but i also think that a big part of why like the major studios aren't doing it is like you said before it was this taboo and so it was like yeah it's horror and it's got boobs and that's this big taboo but now neither one is really taboo so the studios are going all right let's just make a fucking pg-13 movie then right and now when when i see to nudity like that's just not something that i think of (laughs) well it's like it seems like they'll have like they'll have nudity like brief nudity partial nudity partial nudity or graphic nudity you know when you see graphic nudity that's what i expect like you said just i'm like there's going to be some fucking bush or just some like straight up close full frontal or something that's usually not the case it's like it's usually like if somebody is on screen and nude for more than like two seconds then it's classified as graphic nudity or if it's a sex scene sure right because that shows intent like like you can be nude in Seattle and be fine, but you can't touch. So, um, I don't know what uh, I don't know if counterproductive would be the right way to put it because I'm just saying like you're you're marketing to adults. When you make a rated R movie, it's for adults. It's not for teenagers. It's not for children. It's for adults. Adults are allowed to look at it. Can serve its purpose if it's intended to 
raise some kind of raise like raise awareness or further the plot in some way and um and not highlight that as you know like basically not not glorify rape obviously right um it serves its purpose and calling it well, i actually pulled it up here um you know it, it calls the nudity in muck um uh infantile misogynistic and mean spirited it's like infantile yes definitely misogynistic maybe um mean spirited <clears throat> i don't think so i mean like you know we talked about when we reviewed muck that even you know to us who are sitting here advocating for nudity and horror that it was overdone and it was unnecessary well, yeah there was a lot of unnecessary nudity because you know like i was saying before most time it's in the context of a scene but in muck it's just like well we're just going to rip her clothes off before we kill her for no apparent reason right yeah that's is... see and that that one sounds more like the old school feeling of oh man if you go and see muck you're gonna you're gonna see everything and you gotta right. go see this movie, but it sounds like much more of like a seventies, early eighties kind of kind of thinking and feel to it. Yeah, yeah, and you know there are, I won't say old timers. I mean there are old timers, but people like you and me, who 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 love the old eighties horror where that was especially the eighties slasher. Yeah, I mean where that was just commonplace. It was it was part of the film, and it's like. You know, once you reach a certain age, you don't go to a movie for the nudity. That's something you do right. when you're a teenager. Um, but while you're not going to the movie for the nudity, it's like it's still a part of what you expect from the experience, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, something when we when we talked about this before, um, it seems like there's been this uproar about female nudity in films. Um, and agreed a lot of times it serves no purpose. There's no question of that. Um, but there also seems to be this, this faction of people that say, oh, well, it's always women and, you know, it's misogynistic and, and, you know, it's never men. It's See, like, it's not though. Like it is to an extent, like horror has, you know, it's always been this kind of boys club mm -hmm. and that, that's starting to go away now, but it's, it's just starting. Yeah. And, you know, it's the reason for that is mostly been because in the past it's been mostly men watching the horror movies. Right. But, you know, it, when there's a sex scene, there's a topless woman and a topless man. Yeah. But it's the thing is, you know, it's always topless. A topless man is not considered nudity. Right. That's the thing. And, you know, from my experience, women aren't usually just like, oh, there's no dong in that. Like the dong is not an incredibly attractive part of the human anatomy. Yeah, and that's Speak what I'm saying. For yourself. <laughs> Except for Max's gorgeous dong. <laughs> Got to bronze it and keep it on a shelf. Um, the thing, like, female nudity, you know, it's like like the Seinfeld thing. It's like the female body is a work of art. It's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing to look at. A man's body is like a it's it's utilitarian. utilitarian it's, yeah. it's like a jeep used to get around. Um, but it's like there was a point in time where you know people were like, "Oh, it's always female nudity. All you see is you know boobs all all over these movies, uh, and there's never any male nudity." And it's like, well, then like I think a lot of these studios are like, "Well, do you want dong? Because we'll give you dong." And like people are just like. 
No, we don't want dong. Dong is gross. Well, yeah, just Pull like, like shut up. Like I don't want to see some chick like spreading clam in the middle of my horror movie. Right. You know? That's what porn is for. Right. <laughs> like there is a limit. Like I said, it's just topless. It's just the fact that a topless woman is considered nudity and a topless man isn't. And right. it's not like there's never been female like like fucking I'm an evil horror. We're going to talk about later. Ryan Reynolds walks around in, you know, nothing but pajama bottoms for 90% of the movie. Fucking guy. You know, and uh, American Psycho. Yeah. You know, that guy's jacked and the, he's going to show him taking a shower and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, on the set of that movie, like there was re- reports from the set, like when, during that shower scene, all the women on the, on the crew, like gathered up behind the <clears> camera <throat> to watch them film that scene. It's like, I mean objectification is a two-way street guys yeah. might not want to say that too loud you'll lose some followers i'm not saying that <laughs> you know and i i talked to my girlfriend about this and i said you know about her you know how women don't really necessarily appreciate the male body in the same way that the men appreciate the female body and she said i would rather see a guy in like a nice suit than just walking around naked Sure. And I was like, oh, because it means he has money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, my wife, she's very feminist. um, And, you know, if I'm watching a movie with nudity in it, she gets upset. And it's just like, that's how movies work. I'm sorry. (laughs) There is nudity in movies. I have no control over that. Um, And so, I mean, there's certainly people that get upset by something that to us seems so small and petty. It's like, why are you arguing about this? Uh, I mean, in cases like muck where it's just over the top, I think, yeah, the industry as a whole needs to kind of combat that kind of rein it in a little bit because it's just, it's, it's, it's going from being an element in a story. I mean, not not even a story, but an element in a certain type of film to just becoming this perverse distraction yeah and i definitely think that needs to be reined in but like to to eliminate nudity altogether it's like i feel like we're that's that's opposite of what the world wants to i think that's the opposite of how we want to be as a society where we're telling people to people to cover up it's like and it's not the 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 whole sex thing is mainly a western problem like oh, on, yeah, on, only america yeah like it's not a problem in europe it's not a problem in japan it's not a problem in china they're more opposed to the violence like the hyper violence that um, a lot of horror movies do have and they'd much rather have you know uh which is crazy because there are some fucked up japanese movies <laughs> right right but that, but once again, that is a small little niche area of the horror scene in Japan. Right. I would much rather see, you know, you know, boobs and dong and whatever than seeing a guy getting his head split open a hundred times on one screen. See, Why not both? Right. <laughs> see, sure. I I could go for boobs with a with a head splitting in the same movie. That would be awesome. Had I, if I had to pick, I'd go with the head splitting because if you saw someone, if you saw a chick with her boobs out, then get her head split. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be such a moment killer. Yeah, be like, oh, she's got her head fucking flapped or open. Amplifier. <laughs> it's like, I guess if you're into that kind of thing, her head split open. Is it okay for me to still look at her boobs? 
I, t- I can't see her face anymore. <laughs> I have nowhere else to look. Then there's no look of shame afterwards, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is a, a, a touchy subject. I'm sure there are people listening listening that are just raging against what we're saying right now. But I mean, by all means, let us know. Comment on the website. I I would be willing to have a conversation about this. Yeah. I mean, I I hate to be I'd hate to be branded as a misogynist. Or anti-feminist or anything like that. I think nudity has its place, and that you know, and I'm speaking for male and female nudity. Um, you know, as long as it's not just over the top, unnecessary, like in muck. You know, but it it, it can be done in a tasteful way. And like uh, I said, it's not it's not like I want porn in my horror movies. Yeah, right. In uh, like 2005 or 2006, there was a movie uh, with Viggo Mortensen called Eastern Promises, and he was a uh, he was a uh, for wasn't he? Pardon? Bratva. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was a a fight scene in the bathhouse. Like, and he was naked. And it was flapping all over the place. (laughs) And there's no problems with it because it it worked with the scene. Yeah. If it it worked with the scene, I don't see any any negatives to it. And I think that that it would would serve not only you guys, but also like the, the horror community to to have open dialogue about these kind of things on a platform such as, you know, podcasts mm-hmm. and then have like a special episode where you talk about some, some horror movies that have gratuitous amounts of, of, of nudity. And then, you know, the ones that, the ones that shy away from it just because, you know, they were trying to get a PG 13 rating or, or whatever, you know, what, what have you. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to have, a couple of like have have Silas from from they reach or or have a couple of other guys from from the world like that world come in and and talk about talk about this issue. Well, they reach is mostly children, so I'm hoping there's no nudity in it. <laughs> well, well the, <laughs> no, it's like awkward. Have somebody from like the industry come and talk right. about it, not just because. Hopefully, of I don't get nudity. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> don't nobody want to see that. <laughs> If you want Dawn, go watch Greasy Strangler. Or like, I guess there was a, a movie that Michael Fassbender was in where he he hung Dong. Hung Dong. Apparently, he's got a monster dick. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but apparently, he's just got a huge cock. And I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes so, when I see those so movies, watch that. and I see and I see Dong, I'm like, good for him. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, as long as it's in the context of the movie, if there's a dong, I'm not going to be like, oh, dude, come on. If it's in the context of the movie and it, it fits, then fuck it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't like looking at, at dong. I don't, I don't, I prefer not to see it in a movie. Right. But if it's there and it's not fucking slapping me in the face, then whether. <laughs> Which is hard because like the, the 3D movies make it really easy right. to do that. It's like, uh, Especially <laughs> if it's Fastbender, apparently. <laughs> it could be touching us right now. Yeah. I feel it. It's touching me. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we've been talking a while now. We've been talking a long time. And we have not talked about we real world horror. We've not started the or, show officially. What? I keep saying real world horror. And it's not real world horror. World, it's horror it's business. It's part of it. True but, stories. No. We're, We're not, not doing yet. that anymore. Not yet. <laughs> We're past that. Are we? Yes. <laughs> So horror business? It's horror business, yeah. Alright, 
starting out with real world, real, 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 real. True story. Fucking hate you guys. Uh, you ruined it by stuttering, though. I don't know. Too many R's and L's. It's dual rear. Dual rear. Dual rear. Dual uh, at the end of the mar at the end of the march, this this march, yes, this one that we're in, <laughs> this current march, yeah. At the end of the month of March, um, Japan is set to lift evacuation uh, rules on the Fukushima area, um, where you know, how long ago was this? Uh, 2012. How was that long ago? Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, apparently, they're saying it's safe to to repopulate the area um you know after people have been evacuated for so many years uh you know so many structures are still left standing for those of you who somehow may not know that uh fukushima japan was hit by a, a giant tsunami in 2012 and it wiped out their nuclear power plant right and it was basically a chernobyl type situation yeah. um but apparently the radiation levels have dropped drastically and they've deemed it safe to live there again so people are attempting to move back i don't know move back into their homes or just repopulate the area in general uh there just happens to be one little problem and that problem is radioactive wild boars um <laughs> that have overrun the area they own this town now <laughs> um sounds like a fucking asylum movie yeah <laughs> Like they're gonna be shooting like fucking laser beams out of their eyes and shit. What would the what would it be called? Uh, nuke bores or <laughs> something? Yep, I think you just nailed it. All right, that's our, Send our me the grave check. plots segment <laughs> for the day. Yeah, I see you, Alex. We're gonna steal your shit. We're gonna do some grave shots. We're not. Those are, those are like almost always gross. <laughs> the last one was apparently good. Oh, I don't know. I heard one put like. A coffee bean and some other shit. Yeah, and fucking spaghetti sauce. Yeah, fuck that. It was like ragu or something. <laughs> it was prego because prego. It, it was all about. It was an episode all about pregnant women. Right. Yeah, that was fucking disgusting. Guys, check out the Beyond the Void podcast. They're, they're a bunch of cool dudes. Yeah. Is that the one that just had to change their name? Yeah. To yeah. To Beyond the Void. To Beyond the Void. Okay. <clears throat> it's funny because they've been talking with you like online and stuff, <laughs> and they think that you're the asshole. I know. <laughs> He's not. Well, he is an asshole, but I think of the two of us, I'm probably the asshole. <laughs> it's really fun just totally busting their chops. It's like all I ever do. <laughs> I'm never nice to them, and they love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the boars, uh, they've been eating contaminated plants and smaller animals since the the, the nuclear disaster. Um, and, and they've just been enhancing their powers. Right. Been growing to monumental strengths. Uh, but I guess they ex they have the... Radioactive levels of um, Celsium-137. Oh, that's the bad one. <laughs> that's uh, 300 times more than would be deemed safe for humans to consume. It's odd to me that there's a level that is safe for humans to consume. Yeah. Like, there's, you can have a little bit of radiation. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just and little. if you have too much, you turn into a superhero. Yep. That's how yeah, that works. You just right. got to overdose. You just got to go past that line. Yeah, you either... Become a superhero, or you die, or die of cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's like a chart, and it's like safe, safe superhero, dead. Right. Yeah. It's a very, very thin line. <laughs> right. 
uh, and you have to get bitten by something. Spider, wild boar, I don't know. That's not how it happened for Toxie, though. No, he just got fucked up. Oh, could you imagine a fucking wild boar superhero? That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, the the official like authorities don't know what to do because they have become like they they don't care about humans anymore. They're not afraid of humans. So humans have tried to move back in, but the boars are basically just like, no, we run. Boars are like, bitch. fuck you. Yeah. So this, so this is what you do. Uh, way back when, Ted Nugent in a helicopter goes up. <laughs> this is a real story. He goes up in his helicopter with like a machine gun, like a legit like rail gun kind of thing. And he shoots wild boars to eliminate wild boars from like Kentucky and Missouri and all that because it's a problem over there. Mm. Send that shit over to Japan and don't <laughs> let him come back. Well, it's like they've, they've, they've been put Ted Nugent and Sarah Palin on a helicopter. It's... <laughs> Um, but no, I guess they, they've been taking them out. Like they've been killing the boars and then they regrow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they spawn into two new boars. Um, but no, like, I mean, they don't know what to do with the, the bodies because they can't burn them because they're radioactive and they can't eat them for the same reason. So it's like, what the fuck do you do with these rotting corpses? And they can't burn them. That's what I just said. Oh, <laughs> I, I heard the eat part, but I didn't hear the burn part. Yeah. That was the first thing I said. Oh. I don't listen to you. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, then you're just going to release fucking trioxin into the air. And right. And, and zombies. Big tar, man. This is sounding more and more like an asylum movie. <laughs> First, you got wild boars. This this could be like a zombievers type thing. Zomboars. Zomboars up in the air, comes down in the rain, in the chubby rain. <laughs> Ch- chocolate rain. <laughs> chocolate rain. <laughs> Um, right now, somebody at Asylum is like, don't talk so fast, dang it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it poisons people and turns them into zombies. Zombies. I'm shocked that this isn't a movie already. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, yeah. Just Tr- trademark Grave Plot Films. Right. That's ours. Asylum. Patent pending. Asylum, if you want it, talk to our lawyers. Um... <laughs> Let's see there's a quote here uh it's not really clear now which is the master of the town people or wild boars says tomatsu baba who is the mayor of the deserted town um so yeah like who's I mean, gonna run this town tonight girls girls that's girls. who run the world oh, fuck. <laughs> so yeah i mean they can you, kill- i went rihanna you went beyonce Who's better? Beyonce, obviously. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're... I mean, I know who they are, but I don't know their songs. So, stop. <laughs> Tony is like 84 years old. Yeah, I just don't listen to You kids music. and your hip-hop. I don't listen to bad music. I'm sorry. Yeah, Beyonce sucks. I went there. That's it. It's done. Oh, the Bajancy is going to come for you. What? <laughs> the Bajancy. What the fuck is that? It's an SNL skit. There's uh, very okay. little crossover of people who like this show and people who like Beyonce. Probably. I sure hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. They, like I said, they, I mean, they're killing the boars, which, you know, to kill wild boars doesn't seem like it's a huge issue. Kill them and then they're gone. But what do you do with fucking radioactive corpses? Can they bury them? I mean, I guess. I mean, they bury radioactive waste. 
and just build a underground cement bunker and just throw all the bodies in there. I guess. Forget fine. about it. Uh, then you got a tremor situation. Right. It becomes one super zombie bore. Right. Yeah, all the bodies kind of melt down and they decompose and then they come back more powerful That's than ever. That's the sequel to Zombors. Zombors 2. The Reckoning. <laughs> but we all hate subtitles. <laughs> we all hate Asylum. <laughs> Except for the assholes that keep watching Sharknado. Stop doing that. <laughs> Don't do that. But they have wrestlers in them. <laughs> wrestlers gotta eat too. Anyway, okay. Let's move on. I was really hoping more information was going to come out about this after I put it on the list because I want to know more. But apparently, New Lion has picked up a script from Mike Van Wace, um, which that is a horror version of Wizard of Oz. It says it's going to have ties to the universe created in the original novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which of course became a very popular Judy Garland movie. Right, and New Line just made a Wizard of Oz. Movie yeah, it was a few Sam Raimi and Franco. Right. I mean, granted, it was like the like how the Wizard of Oz came to be. Isn't there already like a sequel planned on that, or the sequel already came out? There's I been think the original tanked. So I yeah, I, thought, I think they scrapped it. Oh. Wasn't the original Wizard of Oz like a horror movie? Because that shit was fucking creepy. Return to Oz was like a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it was really creepy. With the wheelers and shit? Yeah. I remember... I haven't seen it since my childhood. That shit was creepy as fuck. There's a lot of robots and shit, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you had, like, the giant pumpkin head guy walking around. Right. But he was, like, a friend. Crazy shit. Shit's fucked up. Then there was a... uh, Oh, and then the fucking the flying monkeys. My dad is terrified of the flying monkeys. (laughs) Fly, my Sorry, Sorry, dad. (laughs) Apparently everybody knows the secret. (laughs) Outing your dad, how dare you? Apparently, there was a horror movie called Flying Monkeys in 2015, I think, starring Micah Monroe. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was like actually based on anything in the Oz universe, but I just think of like um, it was Flying Monkeys, <laughs> like monkeys with bat wings. That would be terrifying, right? <sighs> uh so like I said, not a lot of info about this. Uh, this Mike Van Wace guy, his, his, he just sold a script f- uh, off the blacklist called Hammer World. Don't really know much about that. Um, the blacklist is like this list of underground scripts that haven't been made yet. Yeah, it's basically like studios will buy a script and then not make it. You know, just sit on the blacklist. And, um, you know, every once in a while when they can't come up with any thing new or there are no other ideas no other movies to remake um they'll go to the blacklist and say yeah yeah we can make something happen with that that's where central intelligence came from right what a terrible fucking movie was it bad i love the rock in everything he does yeah and it was fucking awful that's yeah, disappointing oh that was a blacklist script no it's making a joke oh gotcha <laughs> over my head taylor doesn't like kevin hart I don't like Kevin Hart. We get it. You're little and loud. That's great. Do something else. He's also a <laughs> shitty comedian. I, awful I think he's funny. So I fucking You're wrong. 
<laughs> this your boy? You just got clapped up with it. See, he's funny in small doses. <laughs> Which with him, everything's a small uh, dose. Oh! <laughs> uh, okay, I don't have anything else to say about this. Yeah, like I, like I said, I want to know more because it sounds cool. <laughs> Could be cool. <laughs> Could be cool. Sounds cool. I don't know. But it's New Line and they have a tendency to make movies and then not release them. Right. And, you know, a lot of movies they do release kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. Annabelle. Okay, so they recently rapped on the first half of it. Um, and they're in post-production as we speak. Um... As we, I mean, we've talked about this almost to no end on the show, but basically... Ad nauseum. Right. Um, they're doing two movies. One is the, the Losers Club as kids in their first... Uh, I guess they, they bumped this up to the 80s. Um, their first interaction with Pennywise or It uh, in... The it, it. Is it 87? Is that when it takes place? I think so. Because I know the original is 57. So I thought maybe they jumped forward 30 years. I, th- I think you might be right. Okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they filmed that. They're wrapped on it. Um, like I said, in post now. And they're talking about uh, actually f- filming the second part this month. Um, looks like they're uh, planning to start filming in Toronto starting on March 17th, which is St. Patty's Day. Um and uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like the working title is Accordion. I, I can't find, or I can't think of any relevance to Accordion. Other than just a clown. But, I mean, I guess clowns aren't really known for playing accordions. Yeah, it's kind of a reach. So you, I don't know. you said you read It, right? A long time ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does accordion ring any bells, bells no. with you? No. But I do know that like carnival music is that kind of like jaunty, you know, music that they play at carnivals and it sometimes has sure. accordions. But Pennywise wasn't like he's a clown, but he is not tech like he's not from a carnival. Yeah, he appears as a clown. Yeah, he's just as, yeah as a clown. Yeah. Uh, and hey, how do you how do you feel about the new Pennywise? It's still the one creepy dude from We're the Millers, right? No. 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 It's, it's a different guy now? Yeah, it's Bill Skarsgård. 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 I don't know who he is. Uh, he's a creepy fucker. Um, Do you watch Hemlock Grove? Um, we uh, Avalon, my, my fiance, had never seen the original It, uh, and she's a big Tim Curry fan, so we watched, uh, we watched like the truncated version. Oh, he looks like a creepy fuck. That's crazy. But, um, I don't like the old school clown look. I'd much rather the like the Tim Curry esque brighter yeah, colors. And that's because he, that's not what he looks like in the book. Well, the book doesn't have pictures, but it has a description. That's true. Basically, says he looks like like Bozo the clown or um, uh, fuck, what's that other clown? Um, J.P. Patches. No, 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 no. Another clown from like the forties and fifties. Uh, fuck, but basically, fuck the clown. <laughs> Don't remember him. 
Oh, he's described as wearing a baggy silk suit. That's not baggy. Um, or silk. Uh, and wearing uh, you know, a, a big a big blue tie. Um, having big red hair, which he kind of does. I mean, it looks more orange to me. Like that's a kind of splitting hairs, I think. But uh, he has. A, he's supposed to have a big red nose. He's supposed to have like big cartoon character gloves. He doesn't have any of that shit. So they fucked up. Yeah, it, it, this this new this new Pennywise looks like they're hot like, garbage. Oh shit, we need a creepy clown thing, but needs to somewhat kind of look like the one from the past. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you know they they say, oh well, Pennywise, he's an he's an entity that's timeless. He's been around for millennia. So you know maybe he the the fact that he looks like a um, a Victorian age clown is more fitting because he's so old and timeless. It's like, but that's not why he appeared as a clown because he's he, like, he didn't first appear as a clown hundreds of years ago. He first appeared as a clown to, to George right. because George liked clowns. Right. And yeah. that's why he looked the way he did. And now he sees that because kids like clowns, that's like his chosen form. It's like, it's, they completely missed the fucking point. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that, that, you know, because in at least in the in the original movie in '90, uh, you know, he was very <laughs> yeah, very clown like. Very when you think of a clown, you're like, oh yeah, Pennywise. Yeah. When I well, and if that, he's trying to draw these kids in, like that's how he has to be, yeah. not looking like this. Right. What what kid is gonna want to talk to this fucking clown? Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless they totally turn like unless they're moving away from the the book adaptation. Like if they're if they're only taking the character and like some of the some of the char- uh, like the the character of Pennywise and the the like the side characters, and they're just using them by name only, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess. But if that's the case, then they should have done it. They shouldn't have made the fucking movie. They shouldn't have called it it. Like it yeah. just make a creepy clown movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, looking like that and expecting him to be able to draw in kids uh is bullshit because like i said he looked he appeared as a clown to bring to bring georgie to him to entice him so georgie wouldn't be scared until he made his attack looking like that is kind of like uh a pedophile pulling up in his van swinging open the door with his dick out and saying (laughs) hey kids i got a present for you it's like the, the surprise has already been uh, the cat's already been let out of the bag at that point. Hey, kid, you want some candy? The candy is my dick. That's <laughs> like, uh, so, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, so they're going to start filming on the 17th in Toronto. Um, the premise is a promise made 28 years ago calls seven adults to reunite in Derry, Massachusetts. Nope. Massachusetts? That's not right, <laughs> unless they moved it to Massachusetts. Um, whereas teenagers, nope, uh, hmm. battled in a uh, god damn I can't fucking read. They battled an evil creature that preyed on the city's children. Unsure that their losers club had vanquished the creature all those years ago, the seven had vowed to return to Derry if it should ever reappear. Um, which uh, yeah, I mean like the the story. I mean, the book, they they def- they think they defeat Pennywise, but they're not 100% positive. 
and they all agree to return to Derry if it ever comes back. The thing was, once they all moved away, they all forgot. There was something about Derry that once they left, their memories like literally vanished from their heads. And it wasn't until they all came back that they started to remember things. Um, or that they heard something about it, right? Because that's the way that the movie portrayed it originally, is that they didn't remember anything until they got a phone call. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that it was kind of represented differently in the movie um, than it was in the book, but right. basically it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, they, they'd all moved all over the country, started their own lives, uh, and remembered almost nothing about it until Mike called each of them and said, hey, you know, it's back. And that started that started kind of the fire in their head to, to remember things. And it wasn't, you know, throughout the book, they're fighting to, to regain these memories so they can remember how they beat the thing in the first place. Um, so, anyway. I don't know. This movie worries me. There's just so much, even for two movies, for them to do it do it accurately and do it justice is well Stephen King says relax wait and enjoy uh, in a tweet he also said that Andy Machete's remake of it actually it's part one the losers club succeeds beyond my expectations so no no, no so no. Steve old Stevie says just chill yeah but his opinion is shit <laughs> yeah there when when was the last good like Stephen King adaptation I Fuck if I know. The Shining. Shining. It. Well, it. It, even even It. Even the original It, and I think this is something that people tend not to admit, the miniseries wasn't all that great. Tim Curry was a genius as Pennywise, but the the representation of the novel was kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, I like Dreamcatchers enough, but... Really? I I don't like Dreamcatcher, and I think in general a lot of people hate that. I saw the movie first and then read the book. Oh, so, did you? like... Going back, I'm like, oh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you know, let's start out with American or not American Maximum Overdrive, a movie that Stephen King wrote and directed, and it's probably one of the worst ones. Um, I mean, that had a lot to do with the fact that he was drunk and high most of the time, but even still, it's absolute shit. And I mean, he co-wrote. Cell, which was awful. I mean, we just reviewed that on the show not too long ago. Um, it was really bad. Uh, Eleven twenty two sixty three, which we talked about last episode. That should have been so good, and especially with Stephen King being so involved. And it was just wasn't. It was a letdown. Um, so it's too many hands in the pot. Yeah. Um, I think just yeah, too many people wanting to put their spin on it. Um, and you know, that might be like a studio thing or, you know, bureaucracy, but even still, I just, I, all of those things, I mean, it wasn't until several years later that Stephen King admitted what a sh- fucking shit show, uh, Maximum Overdrive was. <laughs> Did you know they made a sequel to Firestarter? Yeah. With, um, uh, uh, fuck, what's her name? The chick from Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. It was okay. Wasn't that great? It was obviously amazing. Pet Cemetery, Cujo, Cujo, Green Mile, Carrie, um, Christine. Christine sucks. God damn, there's been a lot of Stephen King movies. There have, but then like there's so much garbage on here. 
Yeah, and I think I think most of it is garbage. Have you ever read his book on writing? <clears throat> no, it's really good. Yeah, really good. It was like a high school thing that we had to do, but he had a, he, he has a book on like writing and his writing style, and hmm. it's really interesting. Nice. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the first It movie is uh, set to come out on September eighth. So all of those. Well, everyone out there that's just fiending to see this, uh, you don't have to wait much longer. So, um, is it going to have a wide release, or are they doing like a Netflix? Oh yeah, it's, okay. I mean it's New Line. So. Oh okay. Yep. Good stuff. Anything else? Beep beep, Richie. <laughs> if that line's not in there, I'll be fucking pissed. It's not in the book, so it probably won't be. <laughs> Wait, no, it is. Yeah, it is. Never mind. So Netflix has announced a new zombie show that they're going Uh. to develop because there's not enough of those. I could audibly and visually see Tony just deflate. I'm so tired of fucking zombies. I never like for several years now there seems to be like this mass zombie exhaustion. Like people are just so sick of zombies. And it's like for a while it's like all right, yeah, I mean I, I like zombies. Let's, let's bring it on. But I'm to that point where I just I'm so fucking sick of zombies. Well, this one is Korean. Mm. <laughs> so, that, you know, it's something new. <laughs> right. uh, it's called Kingdom. It's going to be an eight-episode series set in Korea's Middle Evil Joseon period, where a crown prince is sent on a suicide mission to investigate a mysterious outbreak that leads him to a brutal truth that threatens the kingdom. This sounds really dumb. <laughs> really, really, really. But dumb. it breaks new ground by combining two popular genres in one series: historical period drama and zombie action thriller. What uh, other historical period drama can you think that is super popular? Like outside of Well, nope. I mean, Pride <laughs> Prejudice and Zombies is already a thing. That's what I thought too. That was my first thought. So, but th- that wasn't a series. True. This says it's the first one to do it in a series. Okay. <laughs> just because semantics you, just because you can doesn't mean you should <laughs> fair enough it's true um it's got some good people behind it but people that we here in america probably don't know uh, it's collaboration between director kim song hoon who uh who's made a, a thing called tunnel and uh and writer kim un hee whose series signal was one of the top dramas in korea in 2016 so they apparently know what they're doing uh, okay, I'll take the word for it. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I've never been one for Asian horror. It just does nothing for me. Yeah, not a fan of like Juan or Ringu or anything. No, me neither. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, a lot of it has to do with subtitles. I fucking hate subtitles in all languages. That hurts me on like an actual physical level. Well, why well, don't you cry it about up. it, saddlebags? <laughs> No, I don't I don't like subtitles. Like if I want to read, I'll read a book. I want to watch a movie. And uh something uh, something that 
I realized a part of the reason I don't like subtitles is because in other languages, emphasis is different, pacing is different, and to read subtitles, that just doesn't come across. Like, you don't really get that feeling as opposed to hearing it in your own native tongue. Um, and I think that, that, I think that disengages me from movies when, when that goes on. So that's my biggest thing with subtitles too. It's so hard to get inflections and tone and all that. This kind of sounds like they went, Hey, what if we put zombies in game of Thrones? (laughs) Even though I know it kind of has zombies in it. I mean like actual zombies. This just doesn't seem very, it sounds like they're, they're, they're like, okay, well let's, Throw two things together and see if it's six. It won't. Kinda, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to. It's an eight episode series. So the first couple episodes are going to be, you know, story building and then right. and setting. And then what? Six episodes of horseshit. Yeah. But you can see zombies getting like decapitated with big giant broadswords and stuff. That could be cool. Did could be some, some broadswords cool? in ancient korea i don't i don't know what happened in ancient <laughs> korea they didn't Do teach more that research they didn't teach that in in everyone about how the south will rise again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they did that <laughs> um are we done yeah i guess so uh, nobody seems interested so fuck it yeah fine. so someone take her picture Alright, Dimension is uh, beginning production of a movie called Polaroid. They're just going to make movies out of fucking everything. Is it based on the Polaroid camera? I'm pretty sure they bought the rights to Polaroid. Fuck me. I mean, one of the studios also bought rights to fucking... Uh, what are these Viewfinder. things called? Viewfinder. Yeah. And Ouija and 8-Ball. Somebody, they were going to make an 8-Ball movie? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. But, I mean... Can I be can I be devil's advocate? Okay. I love the idea of somebody taking a picture on a Polaroid and then, like, you know, you're not supposed to shake it, but after you shake it, uh, finding that there's something wrong with the picture. Shake it. Shake it. Like, shake I, don't, it, I don't know if it's going to be worth a movie's worth, but it's... That was a movie called Shudder. With Pacey. I guess you're right. Yeah, but this one is Polaroid trademark. <laughs> right. They can market it. They can bring back Polaroid cameras and make them famous again. We're doing Polaroids at our weddings. Oh, Wedding. Yeah? Wedding. We're only having one <laughs> for the love of Christ. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, they, they, they bought the rights to Lego. And everybody thought that was stupid. But the Lego movie was fucking awesome. That's true. <laughs> so... I'm well, not, not saying this is going to be good. Well, but. this is based on a short, so maybe it's not. Maybe they didn't just buy up the rights. No, oh, well, uh, it's being directed by and based on the award-winning short by Lars Klevberg. Uh, I don't know him. Sounds, apparently, sounds he's, Swedish. He's, yeah, <laughs> apparently he's worn worn won uh, awards. And then he um, wore them. He wore his awards around. Yeah. Sure. Look at look at my many awards. <laughs> bark bark bark. Uh, from the producers of the ring and the grudge ew oh 
Okay, I've already lost interest. Max is like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, before I left home this morning, my wife turned on the ring, and I had to watch about the first half hour or so of it. It's really bad. <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. And the sad thing was, is like, Brian Cox is in it. It's just waste, he? waste of talent. Yeah. I don't even remember that. He's Samara's dad. Samara has a dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking spoilers, man. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Um. Yes, from the producers of The Ring and the Grudge comes the next iconic horror film. No, you Let's... can't call yourself iconic before the fucking movie comes out. Especially when you're not a franchise. One movie does not constitute oh, a franchise. Fuck off, Dimension. <laughs> fucking Weinsteins. Uh, high school loner Bird Fitcher has no idea what dark secrets are tied to the Polaroid vintage camera. Oh, God. This already sounds so fucking bad. <laughs> sounds like they reach. <laughs> now, now that I'm reading the the, the whole thing, I'm like, oh, it's it's a it's a possessed object yeah. that's causing all the problems and not like an actual entity around. That's annoying. But it doesn't take long to discover that those who have their picture taken meet a tragic end. Based on the short by Lars Klevberg, the story mixes elements of the Ring. And final destination to create one of the most unique. Unique. Let's talk about that. Is this unique? It's hey, it's derivative of these four things, <laughs> but it's unique. <laughs> I feel like that's just like one of those buzzwords that they feel like they need to use to describe a movie, like any given movie. Like you spent all this time comparing it to all these other movies, and then you turn around and call it unique. Yeah, and it's fucking called Polaroid. <laughs> There's nothing unique about using a brand name. Fuck off. This was an X Files episode. Was it? Absolutely. Like if if the idea is that somebody who takes a picture of somebody and something is off with the with the photo, then they die. Like that's the next one who dies. Like seven days later. Yeah. Seven <laughs> <laughs> days. But yeah, that was that was absolutely either an X Files episode or a fringe episode. I, I don't remember which show. But it was it's not unique. Let's see. Um, what are your thoughts, Taylor? I think it sounds like garbage. <laughs> I think it's, this sounds like a bunch of fucking uh, corporate speak, and how how you can say iconic horror franchise before the movie's even been made just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> you go too far, sir. That's just it. Uh, too bold. Written. I'm gonna take over your 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 little thing here. It's written by uh, ba- Blair Butler. We uh, call him little thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What have you heard? <laughs> uh, Polaroid stars Catherine Prescott from Finding Carter. Don't Mitch know who that is. Pileggi from the X Files. Okay. Don't know who he is. Grace. What? Z- Z- you don't know who Mitch Pileggi is? No. Assistant director Skinner. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by, by name, I didn't know him. Um, Grace Zabriskie from The Grudge. Tyler Young from Eyewitness. They even got an actress from The Grudge. Fucking hell. Keenan Tracy from Bates Motel. Samantha Logan from The Fosters. Priscilla Quintana from Stranded. Madeline Peth. You're such a... You you're just fired. keep fucking up. Fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Petch from Riverdale. And Javier Bolle from Mama and It. That's Botet. Botet. Uh, well, I can't see it because you fucked it up. Oh, it's fine. Um, Javier Botet is the guy in in uh, 
the Conjuring 2 that everyone thought was CGI. I didn't see the Conjuring 2. The Fun fact, man. I don't like horror movies. What the fuck are you doing here then? Who even fucking invited you? It was me. Just wanted to plug your stupid fucking wrestling thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, why? Really? (laughs) Set to be released wide. Did you pay attention to that wording? (laughs) (laughs) No, I copied and pasted it. (laughs) Released wide on August 25th. So, look out for that. August 25th of this year? Apparently. How the fuck are they going to do that? They're filming it on Polaroid. Did you read this premise? Do you think that's going to take more than like four weeks to make? <laughs> Most of it's going to be CGI anyway, so it yeah. doesn't matter. They're probably already working on the CGI before they even run cameras. That's true. Uh, fuck you, Dimension. Wow. This, like, I've been hoping against hope for a good Hellraiser movie. Uh uh, revelations? No. Judgment. Judgment. Thank you. Um, when I see them do shit like this, it worries me greatly. <laughs> do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools. Alright, the, the <laughs> acclaimed Schlockfest that is Basket Case has been added to the Museum of Modern Art film collection. What? <laughs> I don't know how that movie got to become such a legend, but it's so dumb. Like, I tried to watch it. I think I probably saw it when I was a kid and hadn't seen it since. I just, you know, hear people talk about, just rave about how great Basket Case is. Max, are you familiar with Basket Case? Never seen it. This is Basket Case. That's horrifying. <laughs> it's like a amalgamation of body parts. It's and slime. A guy, his that's his um, conjoined twin that has since been removed. I mean, they were they were separated at birth. I and believe. it's sentient. Yeah. Awesome. And he's just a blob. Um, I forget what his name is. Um, shit. Look it up. Um. Belial, that's his name. There you go. <laughs> and uh, he carries him around in a basket, like a wicker basket. Hence the name. Better than Wicker Man? The movie? Yeah. Uh, no. Better than the remake? Uh-huh. Sure. But, I mean, that's Nicolas Cage, so. Oh! <laughs> Watch your mouth there, Jill! Um, anyway, uh, Frank Henenlotter, the uh, director, said on Facebook... I'm both humbled to, and proud to announce that Basket Case is now part of the permanent film collection of the Museum of Modern Art. And yes, I asked them if they actually watched the film, and are, they assured me that they did. <laughs> so he knows <laughs> that it's a joke. And the fact that they made, what, three or four sequels to Did it? they really? Yeah. I didn't know there was that many. It's fucking batshit crazy. How much want to bet my cousin loves this fucking movie? <laughs> Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when I first signed up for Shudder, Basket Case was on there. Or no, was it Shudder or Full Moon? I don't know. It was an, it was an Amazon channel. It was either Shudder, either Shudder or Full Moon. I can't remember which. I'm like, oh, Basket Case. I haven't seen that. Wait, is it a Full Moon movie? I think this. I think maybe this, uh, Full Moon has bought like rights to it 
Oh, okay. I, I could be wrong on that. Um, but I, I was, I turned it on. I'm like, I haven't seen Basket Case and I don't even know how long. I don't, I don't even remember it. So I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is bad even for a bad movie. <laughs> um, also known as El Caso del Canasto. Well, yeah, that's the the case of the basket. <laughs> <laughs> the case of basket. That doesn't. That seems like it's worded incorrectly. Yeah, I, I don't think basket case translates correctly. <laughs> um. Yep. It's filmed for thirty five thousand dollars. That's uh, more than I would have expected. <laughs> Um, MoMA's film library is now more than 22,000 titles strong. So maybe they're just like hitting the, that's it. Oh. <laughs> maybe they're just hitting the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> I guess. I mean, but it's like, you know, there's a, there's a point where you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if there are no worthy contenders, you don't just keep coming up with things to add. Like, you know, any kind of hall of fame. Like the WWE hall of fame. I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> I was thinking it. You were going there. I was going to say I understand. I was, you know, even legitimate, well, you know, considered legitimate sports agencies like the NFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What are you trying to say? (laughs) That a lot of NFL Hall of Famers are clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking clown shoes. But, I mean, WWE especially. It's like, get the fuck out of here. They're running out of guys that were ever good. Yeah, I said it. Deal with it. <laughs> Die in a fire. <laughs> I mean, they're putting Beth Phoenix in this year. Like, really? We're not going to turn this into a wrestling discussion. <laughs> uh, it's, it's about time they put Rick Root in, though. Absolutely. Th- th- this is too late. I've opened a can of worms. I wish I could. I wish the monkeys would go back in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else to say about Basket Case? Uh, well, Hen and Lauder said he's already given them all the film elements. Uh, they'll be doing a full restoration. Oh, so boy. that's exciting. Um, apparently, the original 16 millimeter prints were uh, re- discovered in Hen and Lauder's mother's attic. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing a full restoration. Does it mean that they're going to do a re release? I, I, don't, I doubt it. I got I can't wait for the Criterion Collection version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Remastered. <laughs> and then they'll reboot it in three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone wants. <laughs> all right, are we done? I think so. Okay. That's that's all for horror business, that's guys. Um, fuck, how far away are we? Too much. God, we're at an hour and a half already. Sorry, well, guys. Hour and 20. Three. This is going to be one of those long, hard ones. Yeah, that's what she said. That's why I'm here. <laughs> well, with nothing else in the way, I say we get into our reviews. All right, as I said at the beginning, this episode is... Vendetta. I'm gonna pull a, put a cool effect on my voice when I do that. Okay. It's like this is the grave plot. Vendetta. 
It's going to echo and be really bold. Okay. Are you excited? Totes. <laughs> um, yeah, so the trick is that we each pick movies that the other one hates. Yep. And now that person has to explain the movie to the best of their ability. Um, so which one should we start with? Max, what do you think? Oh, yeah, let's ask, let's ask an impartial. Yeah, guest referee over here. Uh, let's start in the in the left corner with frailty. Round one, fight. You the agent in charge of the case? That's right. What can I do for you, man? I'm here because I can't live with what I know anymore. And listen, this may sound a little bit crazy, but I know who the goddamn killer is. What makes you think that? You hadn't even heard me out yet, and already you doubt me. They were raised to obey their father. Go do some homework. To love him. To trust him. Night, boys. Sleep tight. Don't let those bed bugs bite. Until. Wake up. I've got something to tell you. Hey, what's wrong? There are demons among us. I can see the demons while other people can. I'm scared, Dad. Nothing that crazy could be real. The angel told me that God would be sending weapons. Maybe you just dreamed it. Maybe you're not right in the head. God will be sending a list of the first seven demons. These are people's names. And they'll look like people. They're not. Dad made up this whole thing. Do you understand? Well, if it has to be done, it has to be done. Is that true? Why would I make it up? It's all a big lie. I don't want to run away. You are hiding something from me. What is it you think I'm hiding? When I lay my hands on them, I'll reveal them for what they truly are. I got a pretty good idea what them bodies are. I'll tell. Craziest thing I've heard in a long time. Ah! Check the Rose Garden. I don't believe a word of it. But it's true. Bill Paxton. Those were demons. Why can't you see that? Matthew McConaughey. Tell me the truth. Sometimes truth defies reason. You're crazy! Only demons should fear me. You're not a demon, are you? All right, so Frailty is uh, 2005? 2001. Uh, film, it was... Uh, I think we, we should preface by saying both these movies are over 10 years old, so spoilers are ahead. Yeah. Be warned. Spoilers ahoy. Um, this was uh, starring and directed by the late, great Bill Paxton. Yeah, I kind of I kind of got an unfair advantage here because <laughs> now I got the sympathy. All right, I don't want to fucking burn this movie too bad anymore. <laughs> I did pick it before Bill Paxton passed away. Yeah, and you know that happened like the day after we recorded. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean that's why we didn't discuss it in the last episode. But yeah, that was that was a blow. I mean, it was a real shock. Yeah, I woke up to texts from both you and my dad, just like Bill Paxton is fucking dead. Yeah. My dad, my my dad told me about it. He texted me. He says, "Chet's dead." <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> you're stewed, buttweed. How about a nice greasy pork sandwich <laughs> served in a dirty ashtray? <laughs> um, God, how good was Bill Paxton? He's pretty awesome. But the show must go on, and this movie is ass. 
I maintain that. I didn't hate it as much as I did originally after having watched it again, but it's still really dumb. <laughs> Go so, on. <laughs> so, movie opens up on Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he's talking to old Powers Booth. Yeah. Uh, and I, Powers, Matthew McConaughey is being Matthew McConaughey. Powers Booth is being Powers Booth. Um, I can't decide if Powers Booth is a poor man's Michael Ironside or if Michael Ironside is a poor man's Powers Booth, <laughs> but they're pretty interchangeable in my mind. I think they're pretty much the same person. Uh, both like creepy, grumpy, bald guys. Yeah, that's fair. Um, anyway, uh, Powers Booth, he's, a, he's an FBI agent, and um, Matt McConaughey, he's turned himself in essentially, um, to report that his brother is this serial killer that's been going around for however long. The God's hand killer. Right. So, um, you know, rather than do this, something you might consider by the book, um, you know, put him in an interrogation room, bring in some other people to, you know, corroborate the story, things that you would consider protocol. He just basically lets... McConaughey regale his story. Well, it was his day off, and he got called in. Oh well, then so that makes him you okay. know, rules be damned. Um, they're like, "Hey, aren't you gonna like book him?" And he's like, "I'm not even supposed to be here today." <laughs> All right, Dante. <laughs> um, yeah, McConaughey. He introduced himself as Fenton Meeks. Um, he says that his brother Adam is the God's Hand killer. And so he re- he launches his in- launches into this tale of his childhood about his dad who uh, was a demon hunter, um, which was way cooler in about, theory. Uh, yeah, about <laughs> an hour before the movie got to its end. Right. Um, basically, the story of McConaughey or Fenton Adam and their dad, who doesn't have a name, um, played by Bill Paxton. Uh, they're just a normal, you know, single father family. Um, he's a mechanic, um, and they're just, you know, school-age children. Uh, I think Fenton is, what, maybe, what would you guess, maybe a couple years older than Yeah, Adam? maybe 13. Um, and one day, Dad loses his fucking mind and decides that God has spoken to him and tells him he needs to kill demons. Um, and the way this was presented to him was by a bright light shining from, was it a trophy? Yeah. It was like one of, it was like an angel, angel trophy. Yeah. The, the, the thing on top of the trophy was shaped like an angel and yeah, it started glowing for whatever reason. Right. And he thought that it was this angel talking to him. You know, people that randomly see just bright lights for no reason usually have a brain tumor. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, and yeah, so dad decides that. Um, God has tasked him with the job of killing seven demons who uh, conveniently are appearing as humans. Um, And basically he says that uh, God's plan will be revealed to him. Uh, God will pass down uh, weapons to fight the demons. Three. Three weapons. Three three weapons, yeah. Um, One of which is gloves. Right. (laughs) 
So yeah, he's he's driving he's driving along. He's driving, driving along, along, he's driving along. And he he's happens by Oh, this takes place in Meat, Texas. Is that a real place? No. Okay. Like Why? like M E A T yeah. Meat. Meat. Sounds delicious. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um so yeah, he's driving and he sees this heavenly light shining down into this barn off in the, you know, farmland to us to off the side of the road so he goes into the barn and the shine the light like a fucking rainbow shining onto a pot of gold is coming down on this axe stuck into a stump with work gloves right next to it and these are the tools of god uh the axe is engraved with otis which is never really elaborated on it's just otis i just kind of assumed it was the owner's name but yeah but i mean it was displayed prominently multiple times. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's like, why was it there? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a plot point that isn't really a plot point. Yeah, that's like one of the, the, the those things that like maybe Bill Paxton's like dog's name was Otis. And it's like, <laughs> I'm only going to know this. It's the axe's name. Right. <laughs> uh, and the, but the gloves protect him from the demons because i don't know when he touches the demons he can see them for their true selves so he needs the gloves to bring them back to the house but that's also not true because he also touched a couple of the uh one one of the demons with his bare hands before he tied them up which one uh the last one the the strung out guy the guy who was yelling at his wife or girlfriend did he I don't recall. No, because he had the gloves on when they went to his house. Yeah, but when before before the before he was ultimately at the end before you he can spoil it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> before he ends up dying, he has his hands on him before he does the whole thing with his hands where he could read. Uh, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, because I I audibly looked at uh, I, I I looked over at Avalon. I'm like. Isn't he supposed to see some shit? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And, okay. So yeah, basically, yeah, he puts his hands on the supposed demon and can see their sins and you know all the evil things they've done, and that will basically justify killing them. Um, I gotta say, like, he never sees them as demons. He just sees them as shitty people. Yeah. But it's not even him. It's it. Um, later in the movie, it's it's shown that. You know, Adam sees what he's seeing. Well, yeah, Adam also sees it. All, yeah, Adam also sees it. But, like, when he does the whole hand on him, it doesn't, like, revert into what Bill Paxton's character is seeing. No. It's just really, really loud and kind of... And I think that's the thing about this movie, is it tries to convey two different things. Like, is it is it possible that he's actually seeing demons, or is he just crazy? And I think that's what helps sell the movie to an extent. But it's so fucking ham-fisted. But it's, that is ruined. Not clever at all. <laughs> but that's ruined at the end of the movie when it's shown that Adam is seeing, or Adam is supposedly seeing what these people had done, reverting back to, oh, well, maybe he actually is like a demon killer. But did Adam actually see anything? Because like he puts his hand on Powers Booth, and he they they you know flash back and show him killing his mother, mm-hmm. and then Adam just says, "You didn't think anybody knew about that." But he doesn't actually say what he saw. Right. So, I mean, he could be crazy, and it's just he just happened upon this guy who killed his mom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he said that. I mean, everybody's got fucking shit that they're hiding. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like, I kicked a dog once, you killed your mom. Right. That's weird. 
I don't, I don't think those things actually happened, unless you kicked a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we we can edit that out. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> no. Um. So, yeah, basically the next morning, you know, like, like Paxton actually comes into the kid's bedroom and wakes them up in the middle of the night and says, God just spoke to me. We have to kill demons. And Fenton, the older one, he's just like, no what <laughs> um and the next morning you know everything is normal dad is acting like nothing happened you know so fenton's just like okay that was a weird thing so maybe we can just move past it then he drops him off at school and says okay you have a good day guys and don't tell anybody what, what happened last night don't tell nobody about the demon killing it's like shit um yeah, so he get, gathers these weapons of God, which are a long-handled axe, um, a pair of gloves, and a lead pipe. <laughs> um, or aluminum pipe. I'm not steel. It's metal. It's a metal pipe. There you go. <laughs> just say Let's that. Say that. <laughs> I'm not a metallurgist. I can't identify metal by looking at it. You're never going to with that attitude. Right. I should go to school. Learn to trade. Oh, I'm... I'm t- <laughs> I'm done with this podcasting thing. I'm going to learn medals. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, each tool serves a purpose. Basically, the pipe is to bash their fucking heads in. <laughs> and then the gloves are to drag them back to this fucking cellar that they actually dug. That he made uh, uh, Fenton dig. Right. Yeah. Um, As a punishment. Yeah. For not seeing the light. For not believing in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, the axe is, you know... Chop the heads off. Right. Yeah, because because Fenton, like, runs to the sheriff's uh, office during one of, like, in the middle of one of the, the killings, or, like, right after one of the killings, and the sheriff is like, he doesn't believe him, so... No, that no that was before. That was before the, the cellar, because they kill him in the cellar. I don't remember. They why. killed the sheriff in the cell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, but the sheriff wasn't a demon. Yeah, and that, that's why Bill Paxton yeah. freaks out because yeah. he's like, "You just made me kill a man." Right, and, and he, Fenton's like, "You just killed pukes. two people already." And he keeps them. Yeah, and then he keeps Fenton in in the cellar for. Yeah, I think he said weeks. I don't think a time frame was actually. He kept him there for a week, and then, and then when, he checked on him. And when he said that, he's like, "Did you see God yet?" He's like, "There is no God." Oh, right. And he put him in for presumably yeah, like another more week, more days yeah. yeah um until adam was like he's dead <laughs> he's fucking dead um so yeah shit just gets crazy <laughs> shit, it, shit gets cray it it doesn't though like it in crazy it, as in dumb right <laughs> poorly conceived i wanted so much more this had some potential that just it didn't deliver right um there was n- outside of Outside of Bill, uh, Bill Paxson's death, there was no gore at all. All right. And it's not really gore. He has an axe in his chest. They don't show any of the killings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have done so much more with the visions that he's seeing. Yeah. like Or like have some fit of, fit, uh, physical man- manifestation of being a demon. Well, it's like, I'm a fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me horns and shit. Wait, no, sorry. I'm, I'm combining... The two movies. Um, Don't do that. It'd be a way worse movie. 
yeah, and so like when he kills the demons, like you said, there's a list of seven that God has handed down to him. Um, I mean, they're all real people, but it's like you don't know who these people are. It's like, are they people that maybe slighted dad somehow? Are or just people in your neighborhood? Or just people that he fucking picked randomly out of the phone book? I do like that That after the first or after the list is, is published or like given to him. Uh, Adam comes in and has God spoke to me too, and he's <laughs> a right. little kill list. Yeah, yeah, he's got his kill list, and one of them's like a bully at school, and yeah, he's like, ah, like, oh, shucks. Yeah, and this happened. This, this takes place in like the seventies, yeah, early seventies, maybe. Um, I think seventy nine. I think they said. Really, I think so. The cars looked like early seventies, late sixties. You're also talking about a like a financially destitute area. <laughs> Sure, not everybody's going to be driving brand new cars. <laughs> um, and when they, after they kill the demons, they bury them in this rose garden. Don't know where this rose garden is. Maybe it's out in the middle of nowhere. We don't know. It's somewhere between their house and the school. But the thing is, they keep burying fucking dead bodies there, and uh, nobody notices. Yeah, it's very clearly a public rose garden. Right, because there are wild roses, but they're not very well lined and pruned and taken care of like these ones very clearly are um and you know when you bury one dead body uh in a shallow grave with no coffin or anything like that uh the body continues to rot and it starts to stink and animals start to attack it now think of when you're burying half a dozen bodies in the same general area somebody's gonna notice yeah and decades go by and these bodies are never found (laughs) and and when you find out that Fenton, who is actually Adam, ooh, big twist, um, that you saw coming about 15 minutes prior, at least, um, they get to the Rose Garden, and there are more bodies there. So apparently there's just endless ground space for all these bodies. But also, to be fair, by by that time, which fast-forwards like 20 years or, or what have you, mm-hmm. it does look like that area is no longer being trafficked at all like there's there's nobody going through there yeah i guess that's fair and shit yeah yeah and and, uh i mean they buried their father there when uh fenton killed him yeah and and like the there's like a double twist which irritates the piss out of me because that's fucking m night Shyamalan type shit in the wrestling world we call it a double turn and it never works (laughs) ever it's it's dumb. It like takes a bad twist and doubles it over. Um, so the first twist is that you find out Fenton is actually Adam. The second twist is you find out that presumably this FBI agent killed his mom and that Adam is actually hunting him as a demon. What I found the only cool part about about that twist is that his name was on the original list. Was it though, or did he add it? it? That's what I was wondering too. No, no, was it, it already on there? Or did he add it? It was the seventh name, because it was the last name, and he had crossed out six others. But the other ones were written in pen, and that was written in like a sharpie. Yeah, I was under the impression he added it, which would also add to him having more, more bodies. So he had multiple lists. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when Fenton killed their dad, Adam took over right. the family business. Right. <laughs> um, and 
it would have worked so much better if if Doyle would have been on the original list because it would have been around that same time. Right. Um, that that would have been a way better story. Like he just happened to be the guy, like the last person on that list, right. and then he ends up killing him as like the final. Yeah, and if I guess if they would have made that a little more clear, right. then it probably would have been more effective. But the fact that they kind of glazed over it, uh, the way I saw it was Adam setting up Fenton to take the fall for killing the FBI agent. Yeah, that's totally what he did. Yeah, so he like my name, my what I figured was he wrote the name, wrote his name on the list and crossed it out, and then hid his bloody FBI badge in the basement or wherever it was. You also find out that Fenton is a serial killer. Right. Which but is, he's not doing it as like, in like a fighting demons kind of way. He's just fucked up. Yeah, he just lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're both killers and a... Yeah. Because the... the, the uh, Doyle, the the deputy or, or investigator or whatever, he's looking for Fenton. He's already looking for Fenton. Yeah. And then Fenton comes in, says that his brother, Adam, is the... God's hand killer, and then they do the the, the, well, the, the twist. I mean, yeah, when they set it up, they make you think that the God's hand killer is Adam. Yes. Yeah. But you find out he's actually Adam. The God hand killer is Fenton. Right. So it's, it's too many twists. Yeah. Too fucking many. And they um, don't make it clear. No, not at all. I mean, you can extrapolate from how the movie ends how everything worked out, yes. but very disorienting. Right, and I know that you guys uh, had already talked about Red State, the the other or the the Kevin Smith religious movie, mm-hmm. um, and I don't actually remember what you guys thought about it, but that I thought that movie did like the religious fanaticism thing to like a really good end, like it it shows like actually how crazy that that feeling is. This movie like pokes it and then runs away from it. He's like, oh yeah, well we're, we're 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 demon hunters, but like, there's no real like thought process on it. There's no, you know, he this is, you know, he he does punish uh, Fenton for not not believing right away, but that's it. There's no like real growth of of that of that story. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not very well done. Right. Yeah. And go full bore with it, man. <laughs> It's like before, before Dad sees God or whatever. Um, Cheesy as fuck, by the way. The the angel coming. That, from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, bef- before he he has this vision from God, you get the impression they're not like a religious family. Uh, at least it's not, not like overtly. Anyways. Yeah, I mean maybe they are. Maybe church on Sunday, but not like anything. Yeah. Um, but suddenly. Dad becomes this zealot, basically, um, and uh, yeah, like um, when when he he's punishing Fenton by like punishing Fenton for not believing in him and believing in this task that God has given him uh, by making him dig the cellar, like we talked about, um, and tells him to pray while he's doing it. And Fenton is just like, I'm not fucking praying. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's obviously that element that's not, it's, it's really fucking thin. Uh, 
I don't know. Like suddenly, I don't know. I can't. I can't convey what I'm thinking. All right. Well, in defense of this movie, um, <laughs> it, like this isn't a movie that I love. No. It's it's a movie that I like. That's the thing. I, sorry, that's something I want to say about this episode. Neither of us love the two movies that we're watching that we're talking about. We just don't understand why the other one hates it so much. Right. <laughs> I like the fact that it's never fully explained if if Bill Paxton's character is fucking batshit crazy or if he actually saw something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, he could have a brain tumor or whatever, but it's never fully explained. And he totally, like, gaslights Adam mm-hmm. into believing the same things. And so it's then, definitely a, a, a big thing about just uh, um, community hysteria. Like, yeah. yeah. Almost like a Mandela effect kind of a thing. Mm. Um, where, you know, if you tell somebody the same thing over and over again, eventually they start to believe it. Right. And, you know, even when Adam it takes over the killing, you still don't know if, if he, you know, is it a, a thing that was passed down through the bloodline or is, is he just crazy too? And then, you know, the very end of the movie is him and his wife or girlfriend, whoever she is, is pregnant with his child, mm-hmm. just continuing the cycle. Right. And he ends up being the sheriff. Yeah, and he's the sheriff of this of this small town. Oh, yeah, there's another twist that's fucking dumb. <laughs> the the final ending, like, I, I thought the movie was over, actually, a couple times. Because I thought that when he, like, drops the axe on the on uh, Power's booth, I thought the movie was over. Yeah, because it fades to black. And yeah. And then it... Then it fades back in, and you see, like, when he went to the FBI uh, office, the deputy or whoever he was um, couldn't remember what he looked like for the life of him. Mm-hmm. And then all the the video surveillance was all warped, and like the tracking was off. Yeah. Right, and that's a and the, and that's a thing that happens in the movie is that uh, Fenton will will ask his dad, "Well, you know, we're gonna get caught," and he's like, "No, no, oh, yeah. God." God will blind. God will hide us. Yeah, because yeah, he God fucking brains some old guy in fucking this broad old, daylight. Old man, yeah. like this supermarket. Uh, right. Which parking parking lot. turns out to be a, a child killer. Supposedly, theoretically. Says, theoretically. Yeah. But I like if they were gonna go, they needed to go full bore one way or another. Either this is uh, like he's psychopathic, and like this is like this this whole amalgamation of 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 his mental illness that he's killing or it's actually supernatural. And because at the very end when all the videotapes and, and he can't remember for the life of him for like what he looks like and everything with him is all blurry and, and doesn't work. That is more of what I would want to see. Like I want to see that in this kind of movie. See, I like the ambiguity of it though. Why? Because I like that it doesn't just spell everything out for you. It makes you think for a little bit, and it leaves you questioning. Even after the movie's over, you still don't know. And, you know, you're not force-fed the storyline. But didn't. to me, it seemed like they didn't, like, piece together the ending. They gave you, like, this sack of parts and said, here's the ending. I do think the ending kind of falls apart. Like I said, there's, you know, he drops the axe, and you think it's over, and then there's a scene where they, you know, they're going back through the office, and nobody can remember what he looks like. And so then, then it fades out, and you think it's over. Then, but then he then he goes to the sheriff's office and sees Adam there. Yeah, and nobody but, but fucking, doesn't recognize him. And nobody pieces this together. They like they find out that the guy there said his name was Fenton Meeks. They go to Fenton like Fenton's like the real Fenton's house. 
presumably find him there. Yeah, that's right. Never... Or was or did no, they, the, they didn't. He find was him. gone, but they found the bodies in the basement. Okay, but you think just because you know maybe he got a social security card or a driver's license at some point in time, they could find a picture of him of the real Fenton and know what he looks like and say, well, that's definitely not the guy I saw last night. And then go see his brother, Adam with the same last name. And it's like, Oh, I don't recognize him. What? Movie. What do you mean? It's a cop out because how do you, the plot of the movie is a cop out. That's what you're saying right now. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So you don't, you don't get it. And that's why you don't like it. Got it. I, Get it? No hitting below the belt, please. <laughs> no, it's how do you not piece together? Even if you like, sometimes I don't remember people I fucking talk to, but as soon as like all the pieces start to fit together, I suddenly recognize someone, and I think that one might. I mean, when happen. he talks to Adam, he says, "I need to talk to you about your brother." It's not like he's like, "Oh, they have the same last name." Doesn't make any sense to me. But how does he not see? Like I said, they must have found a picture of the real Fenton. They must have. That would just be what the FBI would do. Um, and they see him, and that guy is like, okay, well, I don't remember the guy I saw last night, but that's definitely not him. And then go see his fucking brother, and not sudden, like maybe not a little, a few brain cells start to spark. Really? <laughs> Horseshit. Fuck that. God will protect us. Give me a break. It's the whole plot of the movie, dude. That's why this movie's dog shit. <laughs> anyway, are we done? What's your rating for the movie? Two. No, that's too harsh. Three. Five. I'll give a f- five. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I don't love this movie, but I, I enjoy it every time I watch it. I do think the ending falls apart. I think the ending just kind of crumbles under its own weight, and then it should have ended once he dropped the axe on the guy. I agree. That would have been a fine ending, and I probably would have hated this movie a lot less had that been the ending. But the fact that it keep When you carry something on for too long, you ruin it. Yeah. It, it's like uh, overcooking something. <laughs> I don't know where you guys watched this movie. Did you watch it on like YouTube? Netflix. Or? Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It wasn't on Netflix when I searched it. That's crazy. Anyway, so I uh, bought it on YouTube for like $2.99. And then the audio mixing was so fucking terrible. Like, it's a really quiet movie for the people speaking, but the music is really, really loud. Mm -hmm. And the captions were dog shit. So I asked for a refund and they were really good and they offered me a free, like a free movie thing. And then I went and got my shutter. subscription on Amazon Prime and watch it that way. It was mm-hmm. perfect. So I had a, an extra story of, of how good Google's uh, like customer service is. Oh, it was you. within five minutes I got my refund. Well, why don't you marry him then? Oh, maybe I will. <laughs> All right. That's enough of frailty. Let's move on. In the right corner, the Amityville Horror remake with uh, Ryan Reynolds, which I incorrectly tagged on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Fight. Houses here are way out of our price range. When the business is good, we are going to have the greatest yeah. house. It's beautiful. 
This is an amazing house. You are going to love it. Holy. This is the deal of a lifetime. So, what's the catch? There was a crime, a, a murder. In the house? And several people, a family. claims he heard voices coming from within the house. Well, houses don't kill people. <laughs> to a perfect house and to a perfect family. Who are you talking to? The girl who lives in my closet. And what's her name? Jody. What's the matter? Just seeing things, I guess. Why don't you come back to bed? I can't sleep. <sighs> oh, this is my mind. There was a family. Lived here some time ago. They had a similar problem. I'm living in their house. We need to get out of here. Just back up and go. Everything we have is in this house. It's okay, Mommy. Jody won't hurt you. But the man who I, I honestly, I, I've seen this movie two times in the last six months. I think I watched it around Halloween. I just, I don't understand why you hate this so much. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> let's get into it. So, uh, this is the remake of the 1979 film based on the bullshit from uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Fucking hack jobs. Stop making movies about them, James Wan. Oh, God, <laughs> man. I mean, this is... I was listening to the movie crypt. Uh, this was an, an older episode from like December. So, like, I think it was Lin Shay, and they were just fucking jacking off James Wan. Oh my god, it was disgusting. Just talking about what a fucking genius he is. It's like, dude, he hasn't made a single good movie since this, since Saw. This feels like a James Wan movie to me, and I'll get into it. Mm, I didn't get that. Okay. Um, so this is about. The Lutz family, uh, George and Kathy, and their three shitheaded little kids. Um, they're just the worst. <laughs> worst little kids. Yeah, there's like Billy and Fuckhead and Chloe Grace Moritz. Right. And uh, who I forgot was in this. Me too. I completely spaced on it. But they move into this house in Amityville, New York, which was it 10 years earlier? No, wasn't that long? Um, God, I don't remember. Well, Long Island. <laughs> before, sometime before they moved in, uh, Ronnie DeFeo shot his entire family with a shotgun. Uh, he said he was possessed by voices that 
told him to catch him and kill him. And so they end up buying this house at a fucking steal because of its dark past. And, uh, you know, George is like, well, houses don't kill people. People kill people. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> and, uh, and so he finally agrees to buy the house. And then as soon as they move in, like the fucking second they move in, weird shit starts happening. Uh, this little dead girl suddenly becomes friends with Chloe Grace Moritz. And she's all like, oh, I'm from the ring. Look at me. <laughs> and uh, George just turns into an asshole for no real reason. He just... It's because it was right around the time as X-Men 3, and he was really angry about doing <laughs> the fucking Deadpool with no mouth. That must have been it, yeah. <laughs> but he just becomes like a total fucking asshole, whereas in the original, it kind of like builds into him getting really angry about different things, uh, mostly that the house is always cold, in his opinion, which they very briefly touch on in this one. Uh, they do it a few times. But it's 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 brief. <laughs> but yeah, he just becomes this total asshole like almost immediately, and then at the end of the movie, he tries to kill everybody with an axe, which doesn't happen in the original. And uh, yeah, just a lot of weird shit goes down in the house. Uh, there's a one scene where the babysitter comes and she gets locked in a closet despite it not having a locking handle, and uh, for some reason Jody makes her finger fuck her head wound. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that one. And uh, oh, and in the original, Jody's a pig. She's not a person at all. I don't. I, I haven't seen the original in a while, so I'm, I'm kind of vague on the details. I was kind of surprised seeing how many people shit on the original when I was reading about this. Um, I I don't really like it all that much. Like, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, it's a fucking classic. You have to see it. But I thought it was fine. I think it's a good it's a good ghost story because it's a tense movie that you know it, it leaves a lot to the imagination and it's very spooky and creepy and not just like look at this ghost isn't she weird <laughs> or like the scene in the original with the the scene with the priest and the flies and he goes in this room and there's like flies everywhere and he finally just freaks out and has to run out the door mm -hmm. in this one he literally gets knocked on his ass by a swarm of flies yeah. that just come flying out of the wall and, uh, yeah, and then, uh, this, he kills the dog for some reason. So many scenes that are so fucking dumb and pointless. <laughs> and this movie is derivative of so many things, the least of which is the Amityville fucking horror. <laughs> it's derivative of The Shining. It's derivative of The Ring. Um, well, you know, The Shining came out after the original. No, this one, 2005, is derivative of The Shining. Okay. But, I mean, it's the same general plot. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in the original movie. And then they have the weird, <clears throat> like, this, uh, like, cata like, like catacomb area underneath the house. Yeah, that's also not in the original that movie is... or the book. See, and that's what I remember you hating the most. Much more like the a... The whole like catacomb a... thing? Yeah, the, the with the uh, uh, reverend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this demonic... like. So in the original, they go to the library, and there's a very brief thing where it's like, oh, this might have been an Indian burial ground. And also, at another point in time, there was this satanic uh, priest or whatever that lived there. In this one, they combine those two 
to make it the satanic priest that tortured and murdered Indians in this catacomb under the house. And then they have to have this whole fucking scene where he's going through this catacomb and watching Indians be tortured for some reason. Yeah, and then he just gets this fucking golden then, shower of blood. Yeah. <laughs> or red, I guess it'd be a red shower, crimson shower. There you go. <laughs> and then he just wakes up. Nailed it. Because it was a dream. Right. And Patrick Duffy's in the shower. <laughs> See, I think that this movie is... if Had they had the the budget and the technology to do it, this would have been the original. Like, I think they would have done this, done the original very close to this had they had 2005 budget and technology available to them. I don't think so, because I think the original tried to be truer to the story. Whether the the real story was true or not, I think they tried to be more in line with the actual events as they understood them. There was, you know, creepy noises and voices and, you know, the bleeding walls, probably not so much, but, um, you know, and the, then like the scene with the flies and the end of the movie is literally them just leaving. Yeah. George was never possessed. George, George, they don't just get away in the original. How does the original end? Um, yeah, they just leave. Do they? And then it shows up on screen and it says, like, they left and never went back for their belongings and now they live in a different state. That was the original? Yeah. Okay, so this ended generally the same way. Yeah, they just they did it in a boat instead. Um, <laughs> see, for me, like, I enjoyed this for the most part. I mean, it's a Platinum Dunes, which is a fucking That's, sh- strike. It's a fucking Michael Bay movie. Yeah. This is, it's an over-directed, over-wrought, too much style over substance Michael Bay kind of movie. I I think it's so similar to the original with some you know some plot tweaks, but in general it's pretty much the same exact fucking movie. And it's like really I not. like the cast so much better. Like um, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, uh, Melissa George were in, in my mind way more enjoyable than uh, John Bro- uh, James Brolin and Margot Kidder. I, Margot Kidder was pretty bad in the original. Yeah, she's not. I don't know how she got so much work back in the seventies and eighties because she's not a good actress. <laughs> um. And, uh, you know, James Brolin, I, I like him when he's doing comedy stuff because he's so, he's such a deadpan that when he's doing comedy, it's really funny. But as a serious actor, I, I can't fucking take him seriously. That's funny. That's what most people said about Ryan Reynolds. And see, that was the thing that this was the first time I saw that Ryan Reynolds could actually act. Yeah. Like, act I, like, like it's something other than Ryan Reynolds. A lot of people that badmouth this said specifically, like, Ryan Reynolds is a comedic actor. He doesn't belong in this movie, which is fucking stupid. I hate when people say sh- dumb shit like that because actors have range. Deal with it. Yeah. It's like when people were like, oh, Jim Carrey can't be in the cable guy because it's too dark for him. It's... Or, yeah, like um, uh, the the uh, the Majestic. Majestic, thank you. Or the Truman Show. Yeah, like sometimes actors have range. Yeah. I thought Ryan Reynolds was fine in it. He, I mean, neither him or James Brolin looks much like uh, George Lutz other than the, the beard. But right. George Lutz was kind of like a stockier guy. Definitely didn't look like Ryan Reynolds. Fucking, fucking Ryan Reynolds. Fucking God. jacked. I love that guy, but I hate him. <laughs> He's one of those guys that's so fucking jacked and good looking that it pisses me off. <laughs> Just Because like, you'll never look like that. Exactly. <laughs> him and now Chris Pratt. Now that Chris Pratt's like superhero guy. 
like it irritates the piss out of me because they're both so fucking good looking and have these incredible bodies and it infuriates me. <laughs> yeah, but at one time Chris Pratt looked more like you. This is true. And that's been my I mean, I've kind of eased off of going to the gym over like the last year or so, but when I started going to the gym, that was like my exact actually exactly my frame of mind. It's like, well, Chris Pratt did it. I can fucking do it. He had yeah. a poster of Chris Pratt that he was just looked at as he uh, lifted. Uh, no, actually my workout routine was actually his workout routine for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that was what I was following. It was I, actually going pretty well. I really liked Amityville Horror, the the remake. I think I think that that as as a ghost story, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I like I love the Reverend. I don't remember his name, but the actor, Catcher. huh? Oh, the actor. Yeah, the actor. Oh. Reverend Book Bookman. He's been in so many things that I drawing wee wee's and peepees that I love. That I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's really cool. Um, I did forget that Chloe Grace Moretz was in the movie as well until she showed up. Little baby Chloe Grace Moretz. Little what baby. What was with the scene of hers going on the roof? Like fucking why? That whole scene was dumb. Because tension. Build tension. Because it, she was she was trying to get her dolly. Because kids shouldn't be on roofs. No, I got that much. Wait, is roofs roofs roofs? Roofies. Roofs? Roofs. Roofies. Roofies. <laughs> Children should not be on roofies. No. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 I like the, the, uh, the noises that, that are persistent throughout the movie. The, vo- like the voices. Get out. Yeah. Until he gets into the catacomb area. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. It's all emanating from like one place in this house. Uh, and, him, you know, obviously him killing the dog is really sad and all that good stuff. That scene's not in the original. Right, right. We cover that. In a vacuum, I might have enjoyed this more. <laughs> like, but had you where not you seen the original? Breathe. Yeah, like if I wasn't comparing it to the original, if they didn't add so many dumb things that didn't need to be there. Well, <laughs> and that's. I thought that this Taylor's might, a grumposaurus. <laughs> I thought that this movie might, might might have been one of those one of the one of those cases where they were going to lose the rights to the Amityville horror, and I doubt that. <laughs> considering how many fucking Amityville movies have been oh, made, shit. let me finish. <laughs> Can I finish? For the way that the movie was written and and everything, it seems like maybe they could have had a different name for the for the script because. It could have been just a random ghost story. Like it doesn't really like the the plot is basically the amateur horror with a lot of you know gussying up, like you said, like very Michael Bay esque. And see, that, that that's a thing. This is to me, this is the same movie, more polished. See, I think it's it's over directed. It's style over substance. Did, did Michael Bay actually direct this? No, it was a first-time director. Oh, okay. Michael Bay produced it. Sorry, I with didn't mean Brad to Fuller off. and Andrew Form. Yeah, but so it, much like the the all all the hubbub that you guys have brought up of the, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movie that's not going to happen that you guys were worried about it being shitty because they have to do it in six months or they're going to lose their rights. The first thought, now looking back at it, I'm like, the first thought I had was, oh, well, they made this movie because they were going to lose the rights. But obviously, that's probably not the reason. But it feels very much rushed in that maybe they just had this thing that they needed to make and they threw it all together and they had this, they had Michael Bay touch it and (laughs) it looks the way it does because of that. 
Possibly. I have no idea. That's just the thought process I had. I love. I. I think. I think I like it because it was one of the first like horror movies that I went out to the theaters to watch. Because, like I said earlier, I don't really like horror movies. I watch them on occasion, uh, especially when I'm coming on here. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. And then, I. I. I really like. I really like Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of of the character. Sans the zero to a hundred being a dick. Like I thought that should have been way like it should have been a, a it should have built more. Yeah, it should have been a it should should have been a slope, and instead it was a spike. Yeah, he went way too hard in, into being an asshole territory. But no, that's I, not... I think Ryan Reynolds does a great job of this. I think all the acting in this is is very good, and I think Ryan Reynolds has scenes where he's legitimately scary. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing for me, knowing him as the guy from Two Gr- Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place <laughs> and, and Van, then Wilder. Van Wilder, and seeing him in this. The fact that I know him as that goofball and he was not that at all seemed to make him more creepy. Yeah, because there, yeah, because there was a couple times where like he snaps at at Chloe Grace Moretz's character or the like when he grabs her by the face, right? Yeah, like there there are times where he snaps. I'm like, oh shit! Like he's actually angry. Yeah, like I forgot, I forgot that it was like a character. Yeah, I was, I was watching something happening. It was it. I think that as as a movie, and not necessarily a an Amityville horror remake. As a movie, it's really really good. As an Amityville horror, gussied up version of it, it's 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 just it's unneeded. It's just the the Amityville story, the horror, the story of the Amityville horror is about the house. It's about these supernatural events that happened in this house, and George Lutz kind of losing his mind because of these events this one is about they move into this house george let's gets possessed and wants to kill his family but he doesn't really get possessed i don't think it's it's more that he's he's just going slowly mad i mean you, you guys, not slowly though you're well you guys are saying that he goes from zero to 60 like in a in a flash i don't really think that's true i mean compared to his kind of mostly laid back nature at the beginning of the movie Versus, you know, have having lived there for a few days or however long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it starts to affect him. But I, th- I think that you guys are overselling this the the speed at which that happened. Well, I also hate that he's like in the house angry, outside the house happy, inside the house angry. I I kind of liked that element personally because it to me it, it's like you said it really shows that it's about the house. It's like the house. Yeah, but that's what makes me think it's more like him being possessed by the house. It's what, he's only angry when he's in the house. Did they? If he's going mad, he'd be going mad all the time. He well, wouldn't. He wouldn't just suddenly be sunshine and rainbows as soon as he leaves the house. That's also not true because because he he has that issue when he's outside of the house going out to the boatyard because he has a vision. Oh, of the okay, the, on the property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a point when um, who, who's the oldest? Uh, Travis. Billy. It was Billy. Um he's in the truck with Billy and Billy's just, he's, you know, what, 12, I think he said he was, you know, just right on that cusp of starting to become an indignant teenager. Um, And, you know, George has already started to kind of decline into being a fucking asshole. Uh, And it looks like they're probably coming back to the house after getting firewood. Yeah. Um, and it still seems like George has got something going on in his head, uh, as far as like just a, a, 
disturbance of some kind. It um, also goes from day one to day 15, which bothered me. Yeah, and I mean, that might account for the, the fact that you think it excelled too quickly. I suppose, but then why not fucking show that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the answers. I mean, they could have just shown day two. Day two. Like, they could have just shown day two. Stop shoving it in my face. Stop backing away from it. <laughs> just like it. Anyway, yeah, so they were in the they were in the truck and uh the kid mouths off or or they start talking about something and then George snaps and says to grab all the firewood out of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean it was clearly affecting him, at least to some degree, being away from the home. Um so, I mean, I don't know. There, I guess there was a little bit of inconsistency there. But, I don't know. In in general, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I thought the, the story was pretty focused. There wasn't a lot of questioning, like, what's going on, or, like, a lot of dead ends in the plot. They all wove together pretty well. Um, I mean, the whole the prison or catacombs, whatever you guys are calling it, um, that seemed like a bit much. Um, it felt like it was from a different movie. And they just kind of like chucked yeah, it Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Uh, it mean, was. I'll, <laughs> I'll agree with you there. Uh, I know in the past when we've talked about this, you said you don't like the fact that you're actually seeing something. You're actually seeing the ghosts. And well, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, it's based on a true story and fucking ghosts aren't real. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes weird shit happens that you can't explain and it can drive you mad. I think this one, it was, you know, right around that time when The Ring and The Grudge and all these creepy kid movies were really popular, and so they stuck a creepy kid in there. Yeah. I mean, that... And then that one bloody Indian that popped up for half a second, and then not again until the very end. (laughs) Oh, that was one of the the mirror gimmicks, right? Where, like, she shot the mirror and the... I fucking hate that spot. Well, that's, that's why he killed the dog, because he saw that creepy bald Indian running at him. Right. And so that, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate that. <laughs> that. That part. It's like, I was, I mean, I, for, I forget the little small details like that scene. Um, and when it happens, you know, he, he sees that, that Indian running at him. And so he swings the ax and you hear like, Arr! and it's just like, Ugh. like you can't actually see the dog, but you just like, you instantly know what happens. Like, yeah. And then he's like, duh, 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 duh. And you're like, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor, what do you really feel about? <laughs> like I said, it, it's in a vacuum. Maybe I would enjoy it more, but throwing the name Amityville horror on it, it puts a, a certain expectation on it and it, I think this is more derivative of The Shining than it is of the Amityville horror. Um, I also think I think it's over-directed, and I think it's more style than substance. But it does it does look nice, and uh, the acting is good. And like I said, Ryan Reynolds is genuinely scary at points. Um, I'll give it a three. Um, I, like I said, I I think this is about as good of a remake as you can expect from something. I mean, you know, remakes by their nature are going to be flawed because you've got people comparing them to the original. 
there's no way you can make the same movie over again. And if you do, people are going to bitch about it. Look at Psycho. Um, I mean, that was flawed because they used Vince Vaughn, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the story was told well. There was some, you know, maybe a little too much story. Like I said, the whole Indian torture thing that was excessive. I mean, if there would have just been the Indian burial ground on the property or underneath the house, that would have that of course is very fine. derivative of poltergeist but that's it's it's in the original too so i kind of gave it a pass yeah but i mean it's, yeah and it's like you know the shining was written in um i guess it was released in uh 76 77 i think 76 um and then the movie came out in 80 um the original Amityville Horror was written or was uh, released in '79. The book was written the prior year, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's all very similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing in horror. I mean, everything's derivative of something. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I can't. I can't fault this too much. I don't think. Um. But yeah, like like I mean, like you said, it was it was acted very well. It looked really good uh, and really polished. Um, like I said before, the, the, there were no plot holes to, to really speak of. I mean, no more than any other movie. Um, and I don't see a lot wrong with it. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a Platinum Dunes movie, so you can only expect so much from it. Um, I don't. Know, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 right around around a six or a seven. I think that. The acting was well done. The The story was great at times, a little bit overdone, especially at the very, very end. Like mm-hmm. the, the last 15 minutes was was a lot of a lot of boom, 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 boom. A lot of things going on at, at, at almost the same time. And then, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds is is legitimately, legitimately scary in, in a lot of times. And uh, it's it's not a bad movie. And I think it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you hadn't seen the original in quite a long time or had never seen the original mm-hmm. um and it 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 serves as a pretty good mid-2000s horror movie when there was so so many bad ones yeah like skeleton key and and all those terrible awful terrible movies that came out around yeah i mean that's like all around the the asian horror influx i mean the ring and the grudge all came around came out around that time so I, like like you said about the little girl, that was definitely inspired by the popularity of yeah. these creepy kid movies. I mean, like like all the J horrors and um, uh, Ring, uh, not Rings. Um, what the fuck am I thinking of? Sixth Sense. Oh yeah. So I mean, that kid was almost identical. Or no, wait, no, sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of Rings now, or uh, Ring. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. I'm done with that line of thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what was, what was your rating, Max? I give it a six. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you win, Tony. Hey, <laughs> I am the winner. I am the winner. Great plot, heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Good thing we decided <laughs> not to do that whole embarrassment <laughs> thing. Right. No, 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 no. I am still getting my deck sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ice Tony. You're going to ice me? Yeah. Like pour ice on me? 
No, like uh, make you get down on one knee and chug a Smirnoff ice. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you don't have to because you won. All right. <laughs> Good. Finish him. All right. Well, that's going to do it. That's that's everything for this episode. Yep. I'm going to go hang my head in shame. Yep. You should. You and your fucking frailty. Get out of here with this shit. Get out of my house. <laughs> Um. Well, thanks a lot for coming, Max. It was good having you here. Absolutely. I'm glad to be back for my third time. Yeah, we'll have to have you again sometime. <laughs> Later. <laughs> At some point. In the future. <laughs> Later. We got a lot of things going on, but we'll call you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where can people find you? Where can they follow your wrestling whatever bullshit <laughs> whatever it is you're doing yeah uh you can follow me on twitter at wrestle subtitle uh facebook.com uh, backslash wrestling with subtitles or follow us on smarkson.com where both taylor and i write stuff about wrestling video games and i don't write stuff about wrestling video games well i mean you write stuff for faker sports like basketball so <laughs> i don't really write much anymore yeah i know writing's hard <laughs> Especially when you can't read like Taylor. <laughs> I've been writing more stuff for our blog now. Yeah, yeah but yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i doing the wrestling thing and you can find me there. So thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're working with a, a couple different companies. Yeah, right? yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm training with 321 Battle out of Seattle. Uh, that rhymed um, in... in, in, in yeah, um, and then <laughs> uh, Project Forty Two is 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 my home promotion where where I am doing most of the stuff. So if you're in the Seattle area next weekend, come out to El Corazon, um, which you should have Would be this weekend. Four right? days, yeah, next uh, the eighteenth. The eighteenth. So if you're if you're in Seattle, it's free. Donations are obviously always uh, accepted, but come out and see some of the best wrestling in the Pacific Northwest. Right on. All right. Well, um, we'll be back in a couple weeks, guys. And we'll be watching uh, the Belko experiment and and what else? The Devil's Candy. Right. Do I know that? Have you? Sh- I don't think I've looked into that one at all. It's got Ethan Embry. Win. <laughs> <laughs> and that creepy fat guy from Identity. The bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is creepy. He has shifty eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's amazing actor. He is. He really He's is. Really good. Yeah. Identity was really good. Sorry. Yeah, that's good. Um. That's yeah. We're we're done. Bye. <laughs> Check us out at graveplotpodcast.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, and head over to patreoncom podcast if you want to get yourself some exclusive, uh, Patreon only shit. Max got stickers. Max got stickers. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the stickers actually exist, guys. And uh, if we can get five patrons by the end of the month, we're going to give something away. So, you know, if, if you're already a patron, try and get your friends to join. And if you're not a patron, then fucking sign up. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said last episode, guys, you, know, you give us little a doll- little as a dollar a month. And, you know, if you want to come and go as you please, that's fine. I mean, like if you, if you want to, patronize us for for a month or two months and then bail that's fine just give us money (laughs) technically you could sign up pay a dollar and then quit and just get your sticker and you would have saved a dollar because they're two dollars on the website yeah we shouldn't advertise that (laughs) just kidding don't do that (laughs) i mean it's there we won't hide it it's just we don't have to talk about it (laughs) like don't ask don't tell (laughs) you could do that but don't (laughs) 
Anyway, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks, guys. Till next time, I am Skeletony. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. me